Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning, dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. When the Archimax login is confirmed and the theme song kicks in, we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but reborn together. Dazzling hot takes and bone counts I can feel. Somehow, Glenn Danzig's films feel good on a podcast like this. Our hosts feel like the best part of us. And live rewrites feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. Matt's Movie Lodgecast. We make movie podcasts better. Live from The Lodge 2.0, it's The Lodgecast Oscar Extravaganza. I'm your host, Brother Bishke, and I'm going to be leading us through a hard-charging review of our Oscar predictions for the 94th Academy Awards on Sunday, March 27th, 2022 at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Back at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, California, we've even got some hosts this year. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes are going to entertain us. After we pick the Oscar winners and the Oscar extravaganza, we're going to do a top 10 countdown of our favorite films of 2021. Tonight, I'm joined by our Lodge Master, Matt. What's up? Brother Lucas. Good evening, LodgeCast listeners. Two very prestigious guests, Brother Zach. Be COVID. And Brother Nathan. <laughs> we're still standing. <laughs> we're all alive. Last year, we were doing outdoors. Now we're indoors at Lodge 2.0. Hell yeah. 2021 was a weird and truncated year because the pandemic started in uh, March officially and ending in December for the movie year. But most importantly, we got vaxxed and we got back into movie theaters, folks. I do want to say huge thanks to the Lodge Master this year for editing together our recordings into amazing, amazing LodgeCast episodes. Thank you, Lodge Master. It's my sincerest pleasure. Make it sound good every year. We have now covered over 200 movies in our episodes and hot takes. It's a lot of bones. It's a lot of bones. (laughs) bones. We're in syndication now, fellas. (laughs) We did it. That's right. (laughs) I also want to thank all the LodgeCast guests we had on. Oh, yes. And a very heartfelt thanks to all our listeners out there. We love you. We We do it for you. We love you all. We love you guys. So now, on two, our Oscar picks in all 23 categories. <laughs> Hell, we're even going to cover the Oscar short categories this year because we saw them all. Uh, <laughs> some of us did. Some of us did. So Oof. we'll cover what we, we predict will win, what we hope will win. And if we feel something got snubbed in a category, we'll mention that quickly. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're going to try to keep us on time tonight, aren't you, Bishop? We're trying to we're trying to do under a ninety minute show. You're going to be a stickler. We'll you see can, if we can do, if you can pull that off. You can pull me to that. Uh, pull uh, me to that. We're trying to do an under a ninety minute show. This is your fourth go round. And so we'll uh, see. yeah, yeah, we'll see what you can fourth do to annual. Us. Um, Keep the show relevant, Bishki. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you might want to consider our suggestions when filling out your Oscar ballot ballots. Okay, we're kind of early in the year. We're doing it early. Let's go. Oscar predictions, number one, best motion 
picture. Oh shit! Right Ooh. off the top. Right, right the top. off the top. We always start. We always start right off the top. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> set the scene. Sigh. <laughs> set us here up here. The winner's going to be the power of the dog. Power Ooh. of the dog. I yeah. mean, that's what I have too. I mean, oh, oh, oh. Agreed. It's, it just it feels the most Oscar-y. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of pedigree there. I feel like there's going to be a sweep. And you can either choose Dune or Dog. Whereas I would love to see a Dune sweep. I got to pick the Dog because I, mean, I think Dune's that's what's going to happen. Dune's going to sweep up some awards. But Dune's going to sweep technical, technical awards. awards. Guys, guys, it's going to be Jane's night. And it deserves to be Jane's night. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's an overrated film. <laughs> It's, gonna, an, it's deeply well, overrated, well, and I don't understand. Finding it overrated. I don't understand. I'm in the overrated boat, too. I didn't oh. I didn't see what all the fuss was. Four Bones, Jane Campion is one of the greats. It's Nomadland really all over again. You point the camera. like Nomadland. Point the camera at a nice vista. Not Oscar No, this I is a chamber drama. This is about what goes on underneath the service. It is the last hour of this film was so tense it was like that shot she kept cutting back to of the rope getting tied tighter and tighter and tighter. I could hardly predictable. fucking it's read. Man. It's completely predictable. This was a really unique film and you know, is going to stand Uniquely undercooked. Yeah. Each year I say, because last year we were going to do Nomadland, and I was like, well, I have things to say, and we didn't do it. This year we should have lodge casted <laughs> we the power of the dog. We should have. We, we were had, going to. For, for the sure. record, we tried, but it happened yeah. at a time where we scattered to the four corners of the wind for the holidays. Yes. And yeah. we all we always miss the tastiest, <laughs> yeah. most contentious morsels. Well, yeah. respectively, though, did you see it in the theater? Or are we talking streaming? I went to the New Beverly last week because I waited yeah. to see it on the big You did screen. it properly. Mm. And it looked beautiful. Cinematography, wonderful. She's going to win. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, she's going to win. Sorry, she's going to win. Score was yeah. awesome. We're all in agreement. Yeah. My my whole little review of, of the dog is if, if I maybe if I hadn't grown up watching you know, uh, Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Tales from the Crypt, like those kinds of shows. Right. You expect it would have twist. It would have blown my mind on sure. a, such a different level. But when I saw it and I was like, man, how long was this movie? Like, really? This this is what <laughs> this is what it's going for? Like, I just was not. I was not. What more board. do you need than a kinky Western? You know, God, I don't know. it wasn't shorter, a, short, a shorter runtime. And I felt enough, Jesse Plemons and Benedict Cumberbatch were cast against type like purposely. No, but no, I felt no, no. I felt it should have been mm. reversed. That's just no, me. Cumberbatch. Oh, the, ending, right, the ending was botched. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst was terrible. <laughs> ending botched. Wow. Great. Ending. I, I disagree with that. Great ending. Plemons okay, barely okay. figured into it. Okay, so we're gonna keep getting. Can't believe he's nominated. We're gonna keep getting into. I power love of the Plemons dog. though. Cody I love Plemons. No, I love Plemons always, but we're gonna keep getting into power yes. of the dog. Move us this along throughout this. Okay, can I just we can, can I just say before we move on? Yeah. Well, let's just leave it here because I feel like we're gonna be blowing our own lists here if we <laughs> sure, sure. if we mention yeah. other films. But sorry, no, we don't go ahead. I'm not moving on to the next category. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm saying, what do you desire to win? And I desire Coda. The first <laughs> lifetime original movie to what? win best picture. <laughs> what is going on Coda's here? What? He's a trickster. He's a trickster I'm, a tri God. I'm a trickster god, and I want Coda to win everything. That is like the crash right. uh, winner of best exactly. picture. I mean, well, it'll, it'll never, it'll we never talk happen. about. It'll Coda. never happen. But I mean, it's what crazier is Coda, things man? have had happened. That's what? my dad's favorite. Okay, <laughs> respectfully, it's not yeah. a dad's favorite. Respectfully though. with Coda. Be respectful, Zach. I am. I am happy. Yeah, for the deaf community that they have this film. Sure. Genuinely. Yeah. yeah. 
as a film. <laughs> as cinema. I mean, yeah, this it, is... It's a Hallmark film. I know a lot of family members, actually, who said this was so heartwarming and everything. And so for yeah. them... I'm so happy if this, if this did it yeah, for that, you, great. I'm just, this This isn't at the level of these other movies. It's ABC it's not even, I think that note is a good inclusion, but we had a film called Sound of Metal that was last year, which was very worthy of being a best picture. Yeah, yes. much better, yeah. Um, great and included a lot of the same themes, so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, any snubs, anything? Um, there, well. Well, that'll give away too much. Yeah. Let's go to best <laughs> actress, folks. We gotta move on. Yeah. I think after the SAG Awards, Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. I didn't see it, but she's never won. <laughs> Give it to her. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. How was it? It's uh, it's her raging bull or her monster yes. where it's a brave performance. Uh -oh. She was like in air quotes because of like, you know, how deep pretty she is. They like deep pretty her. Well, they the, like they, crazy. They reconstruct makeup. her face like they they give make jowls. They give her they give her fake jowls yeah she has but a whole I, head but i, whole I head found piece. it oddly lacking in in tension or stakes or like it didn't really have teeth or a bite like i wasn't really sure besides you know jessica chastain you know wearing the makeup like what the point of it was um oh. but i was impressed that michael showalter directed it who i grew up watching mtv's the state which is a sketch comedy show he was dug in he's out of here he directed yeah. that which is crazy he's doing for great. this i just uh isn't she just because of the sag wars become this kind of front runner when other people were circling i remember hearing nicole yeah. kidman was right. circling Chris Chris Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. yeah i mean libby coleman is always good this is a performance she probably won't win for yeah. but she's she's someone i i thought was i great. think she's gonna get it Again. I thought Coleman, Coleman's I think gonna get Coleman's going to get it because they we have another streep on our hands with her. Mm. Like she so good. Is she chooses so good. great material. The movie, yeah. eh, but I liked it. But liked she it. she delivers. She always commits. I think she's the best part of that film. I mean, one hundred percent. And she she stands out in smaller roles like the father, you know, in a previous I, year. So she is like a, a front runner, and that might be an upset. I, 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 I don't think she's a front runner. I want. Olivia Coleman to win, but I, I honest to God think Nicole Kidman's going to win it because the no. Academy, it the majority no of the now. voting members Four. are AMC. Old, we make movies. Are old white dudes <laughs> that like grew up on I Love Lucy, so don't underestimate that. Sure, I think Chastain will win. I would like to see it go to Penelope Cruz oh, after a long career of incredible collaborations with Almodovar. Yeah, this might be. They're crowning achievement Could happen. together. I, also, Could I mean, I also think Kristen Stewart is career best with Spencer. A lot of people just kind of dismiss her. There's kind of a plague around that performance, but I thought she was excellent in that film. Yeah, it's all her. Uh, on to <laughs> best, nominations enough. I mean, on to best actor, prediction and desire, one hundred percent. 2000%. Will Smith, <laughs> King Richard, yeah. take it home. You deserve it, buddy. Yeah. You made a it certainly It certainly makes good, good. Oscar TV. Yeah, you know? he's got it. Yeah. It's, it's you don't think lose. Cumberbatch is going to mosey up I, there? I think uh, Cumberbatch deserves it. He's a villain. Um, but I think that uh, Will was great and Will will win. But I, I, mean, I actually think uh, that Cumberbatch. I mean, look, I think again, a lot of the voting members of the Academy are like Sam Elliott, and they did not like the Power of the Dog, and they're not going to want to mm. give Cumberbatch Best Actor. Trust me. I think yeah. a lot of the mm. voters are going to be like, Will's personally been through a lot. He's been to the red table discussions. We've seen him go through <laughs> table it. Table talk. He's been sad, sad Will in so many movies that we got to, we got to cheer him up. So we can get him back. It just makes good TV, and that's yeah. why they're going to do you it. You know, and, and I think I—I I, got to say, I was really not looking forward to seeing King Richard, and it—it it 
was quite a bit more enjoyable than I was expecting, and I think he no, was quite good. I think, I think we all felt crowd that way about it, right? It's a crowd yeah. Yeah, yeah, for what it is. I when is Will not big. good? Yeah. He's always good. Yeah. Mm. Okay, on to Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Uh, I feel it's going to be going to Ariane Du Bois as 100%. Anita in West Side Story. She was great. She had all the heavy lifting to do. Any... Uh, <laughs> I, I I loved uh, Jesse Buckley uh, playing the young yeah. Olivia Coleman in Lost Daughter, but she's not going to win. I okay. still think there's going to be a dog sweep, and we could see Dunst up there. Ooh. But what? Uh, really? My my gut says that too. Man. With a with a sweep, I don't of, want of that to happen. Non technical awards. I think she may just be up there. She has a real meaty role. You know, she's a struggling alcoholic. She has to battle those two leads. But strong leads. So. But Power of the Dog is one hundred percent. White, so I don't know if they're gonna. I can't Rose is winning this. It's not. It's 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 a done deal. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think for me, Dog is uh, Cumberbatch and Cody Smith McPhee's movie, and that those True. are the awards they have no. a shot at. I True. kept recasting yeah. Michelle Williams in the Christmas so role for him. Of, the dog. Speaking of Cody, uh, actor in a supporting role, he's mm. got it. Mm-hmm. Does he? Yeah. Or will it go to Troy Kotzer in I, I agree, Bishki. I actually think that Troy is going to win. And it, it's, 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 you know, again, you know, he's charming, but as a performance, Cody Smith McPhee is, is the supporting actor that deserves yeah. that. He's a part I like. I just wish most. Vincent Linden was, was, was nominated here for Titan. The Academy dis- discriminates, discriminates yeah. man. I just think it's, I mean, death. there's some more dog love. I think it's going to go that way. Uh, he's going up they want to see what that weird kid has to say up there yeah that's what they're gonna want we'll see i, I want really the zoomers to the i'm in. supporting troy but um and i support coda for best picture but we'll keep on moving <laughs> oh. <laughs> troy troy just won the indie spirit award a few hours ago yeah he's got some heat troy mm. did win okay mm. okay mm. i love kieran hines i just want to say i love him as an actor no i love kieran <laughs> hines as well love him and as a man he is a, my favorite big my soul. favorite part of that film yeah mm-hmm. director best director Jane Campion, Campion, Power of the Dog, boom, James dunk, Knight. slam dunk, boom. James Knight. <laughs> James Knight, adapted screenplay, next category. No, wait, Because a lot of people, ah. a lot of people on film Twitter the last couple of weeks have been like going gaga over Spielberg's direction of West Side Story. Um, you know, like the cranes and the choreography, did his thing, the long takes. You know, that'll yeah. all be production. Design. And every single person's response to like seeing the movies, like, oh my god, this is four star, five stars, this is masterpiece filmmaking. I mean, the guy is like bringing his A game, so he's a dark horse. You, you wouldn't. I mean, like, I feel the Academy owes him for losing Best Director. The Academy doesn't to, own yeah, they, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, they do. Shit. Yeah, no, they, they own Best Director for Saving Private Ryan, but no. Harvey Weinstein oh. fucked him. Yeah, no, this is true. And got and got it, like, you know, He's for, got the scoop. for uh, or it was Best Picture. No, I guess he got Best Didn't Director. Didn't he win Best Director? Yeah, he yeah won that's Best right. Director. I'm getting yeah. it mixed up. God, oh, but a big old two of them. Look, so. as if there's. Any human being in Hollywood that is not owed anything, it's Steven Spielberg. The man <laughs> Spielberg, is living but no, well. But, but the power He's of the doing but, fine. but the power of the dog side by side with West Side Story, what is the most directed movie between those two? How what do you is, how, what has the most direction? Get, getting to this it. category, how do you snub Denis for Dune? I mean, the, you know, uh, all the technical wars part aside. One. Uh, he adapted the screenplay. Yeah, I mean, he is, he is a very two. strong force in how that movie turned out. So for him uh, uh, not to be there. Maybe they're going to honor the second film. I hate these yeah. hesitations. I think it's yeah. because it's a part one, a part two. A, you know what I mean? It's it's still, um, you know, yeah. it'll come around. On Spielberg's part two. got like nine more movies in him and they'll give him the Oscar and all his accolades for like 
what they think is his last one. It'll be called like My Life in Pictures. Well, you joke, but actually his next movie is about his childhood. Well, there it is. There There it is. is. And it's coming out this year. I have a feeling it's his final film. Yeah. I don't <laughs> retirement. Ready okay, Player two is coming. Adapted, yeah, just like Clint. We got to move on, folks. Yeah, Adapted right. screenplay. Jane Campion, Power of the Dog. Boom. Yeah, agreed. I move actually on. think this is going to um, drive my car. <laughs> no way. Excuse me. Excuse what? me. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. You're excused. Hamaguchi adapted multiple uh, Murakami short stories for for Drive My Car, and it was, I think, yeah. some extraordinary work. Uh, in, in adaptation, and I think because they're not going to give him director a picture, I think he's going to make his mark uh, because the film is nominated in four different categories. So I think this is where it goes. It's only winning in one, though. Yeah. The voters aren't going to do that backstory work, Zach. They're not going to look in that I'm deep. telling you. The voters didn't finish it. Trust this me. is my voters surprise voters pick. Watched an hour my surprise pick. Okay. And I think it's some really brilliant work uh, for adaptation. Yeah. You've surprised us. Power of the Dog is adapted from a novel of the same name or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that must be. Mm-hmm. Original screenplay. <laughs> I picked uh, for the Wint prediction, uh, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. No, no it's going way. to worst person in the world. No, it's going to Licorice Pizza. It's going to Don't Look Up because oh. that's the only little crumb they're going to give to Don't Look Up saying, you're on the right track, McKay. Make these screeds, McKay. <laughs> no, nobody liked Don't Look Up. Everyone loves Licorice Pizza. <coughs> Matt it's going, they want, no, I mean, has been nominated a bunch of times. Everyone PTA. loves Licorice Pizza? I do hope All it goes to Licorice. Academy people do. Trust I do me. hope it goes to Licorice Pizza because it's a lifetime achievement for Paul Thomas no, Anderson. No, this is so. not Ooh, the movie no. that PTA should be lionized no. for. I'm telling you. I'm, saying I'm it telling you. No. We'll get no. to it all. We'll get to it. Mark my words, <laughs> listeners. Go with my bet. <laughs> All right, folks, we're moving on to international feature. I'm saying it's going to a favorite film from Brother Zach, Drive My Car in Japan. 100%. We're, we're driving it the car is, all the way. Red Saab. Yeah. Get in the Saab. Let's roll. I'm not going to say what I want to because that's coming up in my top 10. But, sure. but everyone says drive my car. So we're going to drive my car. Now, <laughs> documentary feature. Folks, not a great year for documentaries, in my humble opinion. Isn't it interesting how we sat at the Lodge 1.0 last year and the documentaries dominated our conversation? Dominated. I kind of feel it was- They did. It's they dominated due to again. The, it's due to the um, pandemic. You can't just run around shooting stuff when, you know- But docs take a long time. I mean, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. there's something- there was something, maybe it was because things, certain uh, narratives got held back. I don't know what it was, but yeah, last year was the year of the doc. And this year, this year, maybe I saw, it's the year of the dog. I, I saw the dog. It is the year of the dog. I've, I've <laughs> seen four of these docs. They were all okay. I, I say I would probably go to Flea. No. no? Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul will okay. win. Flea should win. That's what I would say. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything? Well, I'm just thinking, where will Flea win if it doesn't win there? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, and yeah. that's really the, you know, it got Historic, honored by the nomination. Historically, the Academy gives the Oscar to the documentary that like feels good the most. Yeah. You know, they want you, they just want to like, they, again, they're old white people. I'm and if it's well, a music doc. And, 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 and it's not all white. Yeah. yeah. Questlove has beautiful. put in work for the Academy. The guys DJed the Oscars. He's in. Oh, He's, okay. Everyone loves Questlove. It's true. The it's dude true. has had a crazy career. This guy has like the career of four different people in one. Yeah. Like, all right. I mean, he's incredibly impressive. It's the beginning of his film career, uh, but Flea is the is the better film. Mine has been more, changed. Summer yeah. Soul's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I mean, it's totally enjoyable. I 
Richard I, film. I, I, yeah. I, I dig it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Animated feature film. I've only seen Flea. Uh, Encanto. I'll, always, but Encanto will. always give it to Disney. Disney's Encanto is the prediction. Anyone have any counter arguments? I watched it on an edible and I was so confused. I was like trying to follow the plot and I just was lost. I lost the it plot. Has magic Folks, in you it. cannot get <laughs> this no kind of insight on other podcasts. Uh, it's rich in, in the in the culture and and that and that's a you know it should be honored in that way too. You got six-year-olds that can follow it, uh, but Flea, yeah. it would be a shame if Flea, you know, sidesteps winning an award here because Flea was, you know, taking a very difficult subject matter and making it entertaining. Yeah, you know, I despite think it's, I think it's stronger as a doc than maybe an animated movie. But I don't know. It I had was, to be animated. I mean, yeah, it had to protect it's a his identity. Blend, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start flying through categories here, let's folks, fly, baby. because we're getting into the technical. Let's drive. Awards. Let's fly. Production <laughs> design. This is where Dune starts sweeping up. Dune starts stop, to get going. Folks, stop me if I'm incorrect. Mm -hmm. Dune. Mm -hmm. No. Patrice Vermette. No. Actually. What? What? West Side Story. Wait, where are you? It's interesting because yeah. I think Nightmare no. Alley deserves some, some shine for production design, but I think Dune will win. Yeah. Dune will win. Dune yeah. will win. Trust Dune. me. Dune. Film Dune. editing. Dune. Film editing. Dune. Dune. Don't look up. Joe Walker. Dune, but don't I. Don't look up. <laughs> he got don't look the up most up. editing. No, Hank Corman's got the most you know, editing. How about well, the tick, tick, boom with all of its uh, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am cuts? <laughs> and nobody saw it, right? I gotta say, I again, I, apparently I'm in, I'm in the minority. <laughs> Lucas, I saw your cards for a second. I'm in the minority in this room okay. with, with Dog, but I will say, uh, the, again, the third act and the, and maybe even the second half of that movie is so fucking tense. I thought the editing was fantastic in, yeah. in, in Power of the Dog. Really did. It's, it's going really to do It's going to do it. Yeah. Cinematography. Dune. Dune. Uh, Power Hunter of the Dog. She's going to be the first woman to win the award and it's going Ooh. down. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Dune was so Dune good. Dune always. I want Dune and I like, think it When it comes win. to like the big technical movies. Disagree. Like, she's going to win. It's already written. Craig Frazier. <laughs> We're, we're we're before the cinematographer. We're breaking boundaries here, gentlemen. We're before the cinematographer guild awards, and I want to point it out is a, it is beautiful. I want shot. to point out something about Ari Wagner. It's but Dune is like a fake planet that looks real. I mean, that's going to count for something. Yeah, <laughs> she shot Power <laughs> of the Dog, and in the same year, she shot a movie that looks aesthetically 180 degrees different. Zola. So this is a DP with skills. I'm not arguing. Versatility. I'm not arguing. Dynamism. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing She's going to be the first woman to win the award. You heard it here first. The thing I like most about Power of the Dog was the cinematography. <laughs> Visual effects. Dune. 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 Sound. Dune. 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 Costume design. Corella. Correct. Oh. LT's correct. Dune. What? Correct. Dune. Dune. West Side Story. Dune. Part of me Dude. thinks West Side Story. Wow, we are really divided. A house divided, a lodge divided. Listen, on listen, Cruella. She looks like a million bucks. Listen, in those, in those costumes. You I didn't see Cruella, but you grow you grow up thinking that all adults, by the sheer fact of them being adults, you think that they're smart, and then you grow up and you realize that's sadly inaccurate, heartbreakingly inaccurate. You also grow up thinking that there's some sort of sacred way that these academy voters choose their picks and sometimes it just comes down to oh, colorful dresses <laughs> it's the most west side story west side story okay they've kind of shied away from science fiction stuff too so i mean that that's a that's a track with with the oscars so i'm that's i'm true. west side story for the period interesting and also the color and the uh the different racial clash yeah i'm gonna throw dune 
Original score. Dune's impressive. Dune. This, this is going to Hans Johnny Zim- Greenwood. Hans this Zimmer. Is going to Johnny Greenwood. Mm. Hans has had his night before. I say it's Dune for score. Dune. And I say Johnny the dog. The dog is sweeping here. I say Johnny because yeah, that Johnny, was one of my favorite Johnny. parts of the film. Oh, Johnny Wilwin, Dune. That score is miserable. No, but Dune. the Dune score was like... Can I also throw a little love and light to Mr. Iglesias... The man does nothing but memorable, iconic work yeah. with Pedro. That's what I'm every root- fucking time. That's what I'm rooting when for. The, when the credits roll, I, I get so pumped in a Pedro film when the credits roll and Iglesias' music hits. You're like, you know, yeah. you're in good hands for you know Parallel Mothers, for a, a rockin' time. Yeah. yeah, Pedro and Iglesias, like beautiful score. That's what I'm rooting for. But it's yeah. going to Dune. <laughs> okay, there's some ambition with Dune's score, original yeah. song. Now we're getting to the interesting area. Mm-hmm. I think they want to acknowledge no Billie Eilish and her brother oh, Phineas O'Connell. This is Gen Z's moment. Yeah. For no um, time to die. She's going to sing it there. It's going to be beautiful. It makes good TV. So yeah. my, I haven't heard the song, haven't seen the film. My mm. desire you is... You can imagine what the song sounds like. Mm. My desire is that Somehow You Do, written by Diane Warren, who's lost the Academy Award 12 times, wow. Mm. Wow. will win. But she's not going to. Okay. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah, yeah. I love her. I, I feel like her No Time to Die was was nominated and they built the other ones around it. I hate yeah. to say that. Yep. Makeup and hairstyling... It's going to Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. They yeah. built her those, face. Those Dune. jowls. I got to say. Dune. Dune? It's, it's character-based makeup. Uh, she yeah. looked like okay. that. Yeah. This is not like... And, and you know, I think Chastain was getting a lot of knocks here, gentlemen. I think Chastain... Uh, the movie is flawed but entertaining. And I think that Chastain was fantastic in it. I think yeah. she was really, really great. Especially if you... Makeup was fantastic. If you log enough hours with the real Tammy Faye, as I have, mm. just just drinking all that in, she's not over the top. If anything, she's underplaying it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Super dark horse with coming to America. No. <laughs> that, ah, I, I believe uh, that's Armand White's favorite that film of the year. <laughs> that's but, my desire. That is my desire. Uh, it's an Oscar-nominated film. Coming guys. to coming, America. Uh, I didn't even notice that. Episode 100 of the Lodgecast. Go back and listen. That was, that was um, a seminal moment. So in we've the come to uh, conservative we've, firebrand Armand White, film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> we've come to um, uh, category 20. We're going to move on to the shorts. Oh, great. Best documentary short. I saw four to five here. Whoa. Wow. The Mission. winner is going to be Audible, mm-hmm. an inspiring 40, 40 minute doc about the deaf, uh, about a deaf football team that uh audible i get it yeah and it's it's um Hmm. it's gonna win i think i think i and i'm rooting for it uh i thought it in its own short basketball i was saying in its own short way just by title alone queen of basketball has got to win no no that one that one is good too that one's on youtube if you want to look it up oh cool yeah uh and how do we watch audible audible's on netflix okay yeah Thank you. Catch up with those guys. Uh, brother Nate and I and Sister yep. May went to the best live action shorts over mm. at the oh. Burbank AMC 16 uh, this past week. And we caught um, the shorts there. Our prediction is. Their winner there for the dress. The long goodbye. Mine. Well, I was going well, to say the long goodbye. Say the long goodbye. Well, <clears throat> oh, long goodbye. I oh. think our prediction is the long. Uh, my, my prediction is the long goodbye. Riz Ahmed, Star Power tends to win this. F- um, yeah. he does I a, think it has a lot to it, but it was just, it was too short. It's very uh, short. Um, it was know, a short goodbye. 
It's just, <laughs> woo, it's, it's really to the point. Uh, I, I wish the director of dress gets to do a film. He's he's someone yeah. I'm interested in. This is a, no, the, you guys research the dress and watch that. I think if that, you can seek out the dress, it it's a short film about a Polish chain smoking dwarf that tops all the other films. Wow. Okay. I guarantee you're going to very ver- have Werner my attention uh, and yeah. completely yeah. right away. You're yeah. Herzog would love it. Number 23. I'm going to hand over. It's the best animated short. I'm going to hand over to brother Nathan because yeah. he saw this. You know, I also took it in at the AMC, which wow. is, it's an annual thing, but it helps you really solidify these small categories. Uh, missed the documentary. They didn't do docs this year. Um, Netflix has an amazing film, Robin Robin. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to get decorated. It is. Some of these are a cheat when they have, you know, celebrity voices. Gillian Anderson is a, is a cat and it follows, follows a Robin that falls into a family of mice and becomes like a, a mouse and okay. they steal from houses. And it's just and completely, it's completely like, uh, it's like a locky. I actually watched Robin Robin and, and because it's on Netflix, that alone is like, hmm. uh, it just, it has everything. It short, uh, and it's, yeah, it's on Netflix. I yeah. recommend that was, I, 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 um, um I selected that just randomly as well. So it has a Christmas yeah. theme as well, so you can add it to your Christmas viewing. Nice. I recommend that. There's some other beautiful films there, but that one's just the showiest. And there you go. Where did you see the what what uh, theater was, was it? AMC. Playing? They just play. They play the yeah. whole. They do the or? AMC. Uh, uh, maybe I'm selling AMC short. A little bit. A little bit. Right. <laughs> we want you on the A list, Zach. In 2022, <laughs> join Zach us. will join, join the AMC A list. Oh, now, as long as Lemley's still breathing, boys. I told you it was hard charging, and we are done Whoa. Wow. with the Oscar predictions. I think we're uh, well under 30 minutes. Perfect. I hope yeah. we all learn. Your timing something. is perfect so far. So far. So far. So now we come on to our top 10 films of 2021 now the drinking and emotions intensify now crack beer number two <laughs> look i'm gonna start now there's been some debate over how good of a movie year 2021 was and as i slogged through the prestige films in the past months <laughs> had a bit of a hard time coming up with the top 10 uh-oh <sighs> but maybe i'm just grumpy Meanwhile, Brother Zach <laughs> contends it was one of the best years in movies in quite some time. He's been carrying that torch. Is that what you protest? And because of my belief that it was a challenging year, I've allowed Brother Lucas to make less than a top 10 if he so desired. Lucas, how many films will you be covering tonight? Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I thought I took a screenshot. Still, ah, still liquid. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I've got 10 on my list. Oh, He's got 10. Love that. Yeah. He's got 10. I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm no doc that. series. No doc uh, series. No doc series. Yeah, how no. many of those are legal? Oh, wait. No 10 docs. Uh, I take it back. It okay, like one doc two, series. is Two, maybe three doc series. Oh, oh man. Okay, what okay. A bad boy. We'll go for it. We'll go for Sorry, it. Sorry. I don't know. Okay. bad boy. Okay. We've been explaining the rules to Lucas. For an entire year, because it was so insulting last year, and okay. that's what he has. Brother now. Ben called me on it. Yeah, he was like unacceptable. Oh, Before God. I start, does anyone need a beer? I'll take one. I'll take yeah, one. I'll take, take another. Yeah, we're we're Crank it up. One. We go. We're going from ten down to a we're one. Going to right? ten down to one. Ten to one. So I'm going to start with my top ten. Start it off. I do want to preface that all the films in my top ten are three bones. Okay. Ooh. No higher. No higher. No lower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Almost wow. all of mine are too. It's such a weird. It's a tough year for me. Mm. I watched a lot. Mm. Was disappointed in a lot. Mm. Mm. Keep that in mind. Number ten. Yes, it begins. Twenty twenty one was the year of the musical. <laughs> we covered some on the Lodge Cast, 
And uh, while West Side Story is technically the best musical of the year, it's a direct remake and a boring choice. So I'm going to give number 10 slot to Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, shit. A truly original <laughs> oh, modern musical. <laughs> the trickster has about, oh. entered the chat. About Evan Hansen, who suffers from social anxiety. Wow. We got good performances all around, especially Ben Platt and Julianne Moore. And I'm going to be singing Waving Through a Window for karaoke. It's a jam. For the rest of my life. Uh, that's my number 10. Dear Evan Hansen. God bless you, Bishki. And we'll jump, drink. we'll jump to Brother Nate. All right. So I got my number 10. We'll swing the other way here. These are the ones that are... Um, these are the ones... I, I mean, I, I, I felt like... I felt very much the same like Bishki. It's, it's a three-bone three bone year. Um, so I, I, I was a, an emotional viewer. So I was, I was just open to anything. Yeah. And so these are the ones that came in. Yep. I'll share them with you guys. First one I have is um, Come On, Come On. All right. I can't yeah. recommend this film enough. I mean, it's completely human. It's relatable. It's sweet in all the best ways. Uh, I really like Mike Mills' film Beginners. That's all I know me of too. his career. Uh, that one touched me. It's got a great Chris Plummer role in it. Um, this movie is about... Uh, what's refreshing about this is that it's a heartfelt story that's not about two lovers. It's more... It's about sibling, you know, a sibling fracture. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was refreshing just because all romantic films this year seem to be about you know, two lovers, and that's kind of getting boring. I mean, even West Side Story is getting boring to me. Uh, so that I thought was refreshing. And then this movie's about listening, you know, really listening about what that other person has to say. So that's my number 10. Come on, come on. Boom. Respect. All right. I enjoyed that film. Mm -hmm. I watched it. I recommend it. Black and white. I also well. would have given it three. Lucas, you got a sitcom for number 10? Brother Lucas, got? number 10. Different Strokes, uh, Gary <laughs> Coleman, season two. No. Uh, <laughs> come on. It's a mockery. No, number 10. Um... I think this was a Netflix documentary. This is a robbery colon mm, the world's okay, biggest yeah. art heist. Mm. And um, my BFF actually read a book about this like retired FBI art uh, investigator that studied this case. And essentially what it was is uh, back in the 1980s in Boston, this tiny little museum, uh, one night this like, you know, night watchman, you know, kind of a, a hippie wook like behind the desk you know, sees these two Boston cops in uniform outside, like knocking on the door saying, hey, you got to unlock the door and let us in. We got to talk to you about something. So, you know, the guy, you know, buzzes the cops in the cops. Surprise, surprise, turn out to be bad. Mm. A cab. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're really burglars like dressed like cops. And they they subdue and tie up this security guard and his like coworker. And they proceed just to ransack the place for like 45 minutes and then dip out never to be seen again. And the paintings that they take like are never recovered to this day lost to the annals wow. of time okay. and there's like Ill, irreplaceable priceless like incalculable like holy shit it sounds like it was some goomba mafia dudes who just got in over their head and when they realized like how bad they fucked up and like had the fbi like coming down on them they just like probably destroyed the art or like buried it or it's like no one has it yeah you know? it didn't go anywhere yeah is that hbo or is it i think we it's netflix i think netflix. okay nice number 10 for Very brother good. zach so just want to preface this. Yeah, go ahead. Let you me set it. my stage here. Zach has yeah, like a yeah. top 25. Zach has like a eight, top 80. I had a great time at the movies this year, John. I love to hear it. We love to hear this. I, I had a great time. And, and, you know, for me, it really comes down to the state of cinema in 2021 is we have the world and then we have A24. <laughs> yeah. And A24 is doing... Uh, is doing the Lord's work yeah. in the domestic cinema scene. And then we have the rest of the world just pantsing 
the United States of America. I mean, here we go. I mean, the international <laughs> film scene is fucking on fire right now. I am Woo. so thrilled when by yeah. all the different movies that I'm seeing from throughout the world. And it just is really sad that in the US, basically our best, we're talking Dune. And, and by the way, enjoyed Dune. Enjoyed West Side Story. Those are the best, but what are they? They're remakes. We're just, the studio, you know, here's the thing that I think is really interesting is that in Europe and in um, other many other countries, the government supports the arts and the film and the filmmakers. In America, it is 100% capitalism. And that's what you get. You get, you know, for the most part, crummy remakes. And then everyone who's making interesting and trailblazing movies are coming from other parts of the world. What's your pick, Okay, Jack? let's go. Let's go. <laughs> number 10. We're starting with, with A24. Uh, Janixa Bravo Zola. There you go. Mm -hmm. Nice. We got a wild weekend of hustling and stripping uh, in Florida uh, based on an infamous Twitter thread. And we, I think in this movie, we have... The Salad Dragon of the Year. We have a montage of penises that will rival any dragon, any reason to see a film. I, I, you know, just a lot of fun. And I think this film is uh, has a award-worthy performance from Coleman Domingo. I think the Oscars picked a, you know, some some good, really great actors and supporting actor, but as a category weaker than it's been in years, I think. And Coleman Domingo deserved a slot. And I think uh, Zola is a great ride. It's a lot of fun. It's surreal. It's harrowing. It's a bad trip. And it's a bad trip worth taking. Boom. Number Boom. 10. Enjoyed uh, it. On to the Lodge Masters. Number 10. Number 10. West Side Story. This is a <laughs> musical that I did not expect to enjoy. But I enjoyed the fuck out of it. And it is it's such a treat for the eyes that this is kind of my visual spot, my my tenth, my tenth pick here. It kind of shares the same slot as Tragedy of Macbeth, where not so much the content of the movie, but just the visuals of it stay with me. And I'll get little flashes of it every once in a while, like flashes of Zendaya. And <laughs> I I also think it's a, just a great great movie like other than Ansel Elgort no complaints so the that's, fly on the cake that's, yeah. <laughs> I was I was surprised by how much cake. I enjoyed this movie yeah. and I was not expecting oh, yeah. to I think it's the best eat. Spielberg in many years I think yeah. best Spielberg since Catch Me If You Can yep. yeah mm. totally okay oh let's come back to me number nine I'll give to a little movie called Bliss. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is a great list. Look, so far. folks. Dude, I'm, look, is like going look, folks, deep. I'm bending the rules a little bit here. He's Bliss, on the other side of the river. Bliss wow. came out in February 2021, but who cares? Uh, Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek oh, shine wow. in this oh bizarre sci fi drama. They do about, shine. I got to see this one. I didn't see it. It's a very Nathan, bizarre. I haven't yeah. seen it. Brother Very bizarre sci-fi drama about drug addiction, homelessness, psychosis, simulations, and the trippy blending of reality and fantasy. What a great cameo by Bill Nye. Oh. Watch it on Amazon Prime, God folks. Bless you, you know, or God bless you. Might I say, God bless you. Or watch it through the Lodgecast like I Either did. Way. Yes, and yes. you will be rewarded. It's a pretty classic Lodgecast yeah, as well yeah. with a woof by... 
Uh, Brother Lucas, that got a lot of lot of pushback. A lot of pushback. A lot, much, like one person, much maybe. deserved. No, I, okay, Brother Nathan, number nine. Number nine. <laughs> this, I wonder if this is on anyone else's list, but I have a net. Oh, that is controversial. I didn't this get is, through it. I didn't get through. This I haven't is the seen first it film I've seen by this director. It's Leos Carax. Oh, oh go French, back, brother. Go back. In French the filmmaker. I, he's Holy Motors. I guess he did. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but I lovers on the bridge. It's been a, it's been yeah. a dark cloud following yeah. me. Yeah. This movie had me from the start. I I really recommend this for oh. a film that you need to be you know patient with. Let it let it sink in a little bit. There's some oddities. Adam Driver is incredible in this film. He pops he up plays, a lot these days. He's popping up a lot, but this this role he seemed intuitive you know, for him to play. Um for me, there's a there's I haven't seen anything like what what goes on in this film and that's a reason alone to see it for this year. It was just so different. All, every scene after scene, uh it was like a revelation, so I'm really excited by this director. Um, the use of puppetry, and then there there are songs, musical numbers by the Sparks Brothers. Very, uh, very not not a, a typical band you would think would do this kind of material. Uh, but I had laugh out loud moments. I had uh, I had salad dragon parades. Uh, um, I, I recommend this for Lodge Master. I particular. gotta see it. I gotta um, see it. So Maybe that next. I think it's the it's, I think it's an instant cult classic, and it's it's kind of those ones that I love to see at that that time of the time of the year, or time of the hour in your life. So Annette. Uh, is definitely number nine. It, it, it was creeping higher. That little Annette, the doll. Mm. There's a doll in it that that'll they'll stick with you forever. <laughs> I bailed. Nathan, I um, bailed after the first forty. I don't think it's controversial. I think I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it, brother uh, Nathan. If you if this spoke to you, Holy Motors and Lovers on the Bridge, as soon as you can. Um, yeah. yeah, beyond just the visual, the yeah, storytelling. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do. Really I do want to see Holy Motors. It's been on my list forever. Brother Lucas, number nine. Uh, yeah, number nine is another, uh, I think, Netflix docuseries. Sorry, no Brother shit. Ben. Uh, no I know these don't count. I know God, these taking don't count. I guess so I have like a top seven it. or top six. But this is another good uh, doc docuseries, true crime, about um, <laughs> the film filmmaker Jared Hess, who's from Utah, who's Mormon, like in 2017, started researching this guy, Mark Hoffman, who turned out to be one of the world's and history's like best forger uh, forgers of... Um, like religious documents uh, mm. specifically to the church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. And he basically like just like bilked uh, these, these uh, Mormons, like selling them these fake Joseph Smith or Brigham Young related letters or whatever it was. But the crazy part was when the scheme started unraveling instead of like skipping town or like whatever, changing your name, he sent mail bombs, like letter bombs to people that were investigating him or that owed him money. And he like killed a couple people. And then <clears throat> when the heat was closing in on him even more, he sent like, a, I think, a mail bomb to himself or whatever to try to throw the trail off. But it was like obviously a futile effort. He was eventually caught. But it's just some gnarly story that took place in the 1980s. Another 1980s uh, saga. What's it called? What's it called? Uh, Murder Amongst the Mormons. Mm. And I think it's a three-parter on, on Netflix as well. Excellent. And Jared Excellent. Hess directed. So, uh, produced I mean, it. Like, yeah, produced. like, yeah, like put it together. Yeah. Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're doing more interesting, interesting. projects. All right, Brother Zach, number nine. Uh, number nine is another domestic choice from one of my all-time heroes, uh, Joel Cohen. Yes. There you go. The Tragedy Ooh. of Macbeth. There you go. This thing moves, gentlemen. This is not your daddy's Shakespeare. Mm -mm. This is not your great, 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 granddaddy's Shakespeare. This is Joel Cohen's Shakespeare. Yeah. And this Amen. is in the style of Berkman. 
This is in the style of Night of the Hunter, mm-hmm. and this thing moves. And I'll say it makes sense as a Coen Brothers movie because this is another story about a desperate character making bad decision after bad Absolutely. decision yeah, after totally. bad decision. The witches were a vision, and uh, it was a it was a feast. Um, that's my number nine. Nice. Tragedy of Macbeth. Nice. I, I do agree with um, that. I think Denzel, though, you know, Denzel really made those lines work. Uh, I think the language is still obtuse for people, and I, I wonder as the viewers. You made it work, didn't you, Lucas? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't make my list, but I, I I have a heart for it, you know? Have you seen Polanski's Macbeth? I actually haven't. No. Okay, okay. Mm. Well, save that conversation for later. Okay. Yeah. Brother Lodgemaster Matt, what's your number nine? nine. This film is just entertaining uh it's called the eyes of tammy Faye, mm-hmm. and it's Respect. is probably so entertaining for me right now i mean i've always loved the tammy Faye jim baker yeah. tale i've loved tammy Faye as just a force of nature in mm-hmm. pop culture i think she was fantastic and i really enjoyed this film right now because of how it dovetails with the righteous gemstones mm-hmm. on hbo mm-hmm. because when you see the trajectory of all the various plot points of their life you see that the gemstones just cherry picked each and every one of them mm-hmm. to incorporate into their dramatic telling and it's hilarious to watch all of that come together I love the commit the commitment by the actors. Andrew Garfield as Jim Baker. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then good. he won me over. He won, yeah. especially as they let him get older, he settles into the role a little bit more. And you also have to you have to bring up YouTube clips of the real people as well to compare and contrast because they fucking nailed it. I mean, these were human cartoon characters in a lot of in a lot of ways, and I enjoyed it so much that I even special ordered the 1990 made for TV version of this story with Bernadette Peters as Tammy Faye (laughs) and playing Jim Baker, the one and only Kevin Spacey. Wow. That's inspiring. Let me know. I'll let you go. It's called Uh, fall from grace. I do like the doc. Like how does it compare to the doc? Ready. it's, I mean, it's just a companion piece. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I got to say, yeah. this this movie, I think, really got buried, unfortunately. It did. And it I didn't deserve to be. And it's a Netflix I, release, right? I, no, it's H, it's on Is HBO it? Max. And I, I kind of waited a, a while to see it because I just assumed it was going to be mediocre. And it really, I, I think the expectations were lower than they would have been. And I was like, you know, this movie's pretty damn entertaining. Yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah. No, I'm a Garfield fan. I'll watch it. You'll love him in this. All right. On to me. We're going down to number eight. I'm going to give it to Licorice Pizza. Oh, wow. Pretty low on the list. Pretty high. Pretty high. Look, I'll admit a location bias in this film. Uh, (laughs) This movie shot entirely in the San Fernando Valley where I live. And I soaked up all those valley details. Um, You know, it's full of flies. A lot of goodness. It's a mess. Great performances. 
I'm sure it'll be playing at the New Beverly Cinema for decades. Decades. So I'll be returning to it. But uh, it's kind of a lifetime achievement for Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> and uh, You guys could see the smile on Bishke's face right now. <laughs> Number eight is Licorice Pizza. Yeah. I had a fun screen. Where do you put Licorice Pizza among his eight films? Pretty high. Wow. Yeah, mm. there's some I don't like. There's some I really don't like. I go seven of eight, I think, on okay. it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 It's low. Yeah. Okay, on to brother. All right. Nathan. Number eight. Um, this might be controversial. I don't know if you guys even like this film, but uh, I have Spencer on my list. Mm. I didn't see this it. was I pulled the ripcord on This is a powerful that. film. Pull the ripcord. This is a powerful film of a <laughs> of a pivotal moment in Lady Diana's uh life. I mean uh this this I, th- th- this is all sold on me by the that that weekend that she was with her family this is a very pivotal moment where she's about to embrace her life with all of these royals and just I just here, here's the thing let lt say his piece i don't know i just like with inflation and gas costing like five dollars a gallon you know and like <laughs> Unemployment, yeah. Ukraine. unemployment benefits are cut off there's like i didn't get any stimmy money you know irs is like underemployed i'm not going to get my refund like Lu- how am i supposed to feel anything lucas for, has been for, anti-rich for, for, for person la- lately for lady die like oh boohoo you're suffocating because you're like royalty now like i'm supposed to like in, like i don't know like empathize like i, I just i couldn't do it i just couldn't do it we hear, not we hear you lucas? i made it all the way through but we hear you <laughs> God, okay, I, wish I, had I, I, I wish I had I a kitchen with a pantry filled with pastry treats like Willy Wonka's. Who money more problems? Laundry room. It doesn't solve everything. Can, I mean, this director I got, is. I gotta drive extra far to the cheap grocery <laughs> okay. store. Okay, okay. Very this director has been interested in, in in really strong female characters in in a crucible. You know, following he did Jackie before this, which I didn't didn't respond mm. didn't respond to. But this one shot in this one six six one. You know, the sixteen millimeter frame i was just i was just hooked by this this moment of time that they chose to spend with this very famous person uh right before all the tragedy tragedies that happened to her i have a little partial here my mom is obsessed with the royal family it's been part of my you know it's she just kind of she loves diana you know i'm in diana the beanie a, baby the commemorative beanie baby? uh she has like the most plates. expensive she has plates with diana and over <laughs> years I've, right. I've done illustrations of diana for my mother she's uh she was a symbol of just i mean a lot of people's that that pr- people's princess she's an important you know, political figure as well. But uh, I, I love the little funny moments. I love the little quiet, funny moments she has with her her sons uh, that really captured the human being of Diana. And I think Kristen Stewart, uh, people, I mean, I, I can put praise on her. She's coming from Case a Doom. lot of bullshit. You know, she has Twilight to deal with. Um, she's <laughs> done a few films that have really been great, interesting projects like Underwater and Personal Shopper. Uh, these are these are ones I really enjoy. Uh, so this is career best for her, and I'm, I'm I'm excited for her that she was able to just disappear in a role, and she hasn't been able to do that. I kind of yeah. thought it was sacrilegious, though, that they didn't cast a UK or Welsh actor in the role because it's like there's got to be Sometimes a royal like visually trained Shakespeare. Visually, you have actor. to admit she nailed it. Like they do it they, enough to us. They go yeah. with a name. Yeah, turnabout's yeah. fair play. I guess. Yeah. In case too, I mean, she loses little... some of her awkwardness in the role. She's she good. Just, it's just it's really this, and it's really a tight <laughs> uh, tight runtime and. If if it, it had been a three-part Netflix documentary, Lucas would have warmed up to it a little you ever bit see, more. We got to keep moving. You ever see Lorraine's on the car crash? You ever see Lorraine's film a few films ago called No with Gail Garcia Bernal? No, no, Great no, film. No. Also political in nature. Do check it out. Okay. We'll yeah. do. Brother Lucas, number eight. 
It's another doc, but it's a one-parter, so okay. it counts, right. I think, as a feature. It's a biggie, it. I got a story to tell. Hmm. And it just, you know, you've seen a lot of these exposés. Nick Broomfield did Biggie and Tupac documentary. There's, so there's, much Biggie there's, content. There's a bunch, but this one's worth taking a look at from like a fresh perspective because it's got some pretty great interviews and just some great archival audio recordings. And How did we just, never lodgecast the Johnny Depp? Biggie Smalls oh, investigation. Oh, LA, LA Brinth. <laughs> that was an oversee. Yeah. Um, we which they retitled to something else. I forget yeah. what the final title was. Um, but anyway, I, I'm not like super huge into music or hip hop culture at all. But, but I was a teenager when, when Tupac and Biggie uh, both got murdered and then like no one ever got busted for it. Like imagine if Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift both got murdered and the cops were like, well, we don't know who did it. Like, we're just gonna yeah. forget about it. And you it's like, what? And that kind of points the finger at the LAPD. Cause one of their like former police officers was the trigger man. I forget his name, but check it out. It's very emotional. It's very devastating. Cause it's just like, just tragic. It's just like, Oh man. Like, What's man. it called again? Biggie. I got a story to tell. Biggie. I got a story to tell. Yeah. We'll check it out. Nice brother. Zach. What do you got for number s- number eight? Eight. Number eight. I'm keeping it domestic. Whoa. Oh. Exotic. We got Sean Baker's red rock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is yes. I need my to see it still. First time on the list. Oh. Number one. American movie of the year. Oh, wow. Zach's throwing it down. I am letting you know this is where we leave the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And from here we go to fun, adventurous places. But for now, I want to tell you about Sean Baker's Red Rocket. Yeah, yeah. I think Sean Baker really knows how to capture the lives of folks living on the margins Mm -hmm. in a tone that is at once uh, natural, naturalism, as well as hyper-real. This movie is kind of like a surreal naturalism. And Simon Rex robbed of an Oscar nomination. Yes, wow. true, This true. is a, the marriage of, it's so fun, Lucas. Like, that's the thing. You're going to, you, you will have a smile on your face watching this movie. It's mischievous, like all of Baker's movies. Um, and it's just a, a delight. It's got a great ending. <clears throat> and um, yeah, he just finds a way of finding magic in the mundane and desperate characters. And I would also say this is the best use of our ex-president, Donald J. Trump, Mm. on camera so far. (laughs) And uh, you'll see what I mean when you see the film. Do see the film. That's Red Rocket. Yeah. Uh, Number eight. Absolutely recommend. On to the Lodge Master. This is not the top 10 best films of the year. These are my top 10 favorites. Agreed, agreed. That's what I'm That's doing. That's what all of our lists are. Yeah. Number eight is a little film starring Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek. Yes. It's wow. called Bliss. Yeah. Wow. Goodness, you guys, guys are both crazy. Boy, you guys missed out. It is one of the most bonkers tales. <laughs> it is untethered to anything having to do with good taste, good uh, restraint. It is pure, unbridled, blissful filmmaking, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing like it. And it stayed with me for an entire calendar year, (laughs) and I still think about it fondly. I smile every time I think about Owen and Selma at the roller skating rink magically throwing other skaters all around with their magical powers (laughs) and then then fucking in the bathroom. It is out of control, and it is my number eight. That's Bliss. 
go, go check wow. it out Excellent. tonight. You're not, wow. you're not interrupted oh, on this. Man, you're interrupted no, on Princess Diana. What more can Lucas say? I have no firepower to huh? fight this. Diana was no. too much, and how about Bliss for you? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on the toilet, reading the, <laughs> reading the body that he hides behind the curtain that just falls out oh, the window. Okay, folks. On the okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Number seven. like freak out. Number seven, I won't belabor it. The tragedy of Macbeth. Boom. Joel Cohen delivers a solid adaptation of Shakespeare's tragedy. Adequate performances by Denzel and Francis McDonald. <laughs> Adequate. <laughs> what a cut, man. Service, serviceable. God. But fantastic direction and cinematography. I, I really enjoyed this in the IMAX theater, which we talked about in our Lodge cast. So that is my number seven. On to Brother Nathan. A fantastic runtime on Tragedy of Love. And a fantastic runtime. All right, number seven. I got the dog. I got Power of the Dog. Mm. So, yeah, I've heard taking in everybody's everybody's feelings here. Hmm. (laughs) Um, I was enthralled. I mean, this this feels the most Oscar-y of all the films, but uh, it's also Jane Campion working. I mean, this is the first feature she's had in 12 years. It was a very formidable psychodrama. I mean, Benedict, either you go with him or you don't. Uh, He... He comes on strong. I have a problem with him hiding his accent. He feels phony to me, even as uh, Doctor Strange. I won't go into the lodge mistress uh, had a problem with him in that he was way too erect when he walked. He he he's <laughs> stiff. He's a stiff British dude. I mean, they uh, these two guys they have a codependent, almost a codependent. <laughs> A strange relationship, if that's possible. The man is holding uh, things inside. He's holding <laughs> some drama. I think it was a brave role for Benedict. I think Please. how how he how he approached the role. There's moments of where he's alone and quiet and and reflecting on uh, what we see is, is something larger in him. He's acting out. Uh, you know, he he's a he's a monster. You know, he's very repugnant. That is the character. Do you feel, um, Nathan, that even though he's a monster, do you feel like he was at the point of change? Before things went south, uh, how about like he, uh, definitely? How about yeah. a yes on that? Because yeah. like the ending, that, gets I thought you, was interesting. The yeah. ending gets you into a space where you're like, um, maybe this relationship with Cody and him are bringing them both out of the yeah. Uh, uh, but then, then I, I, I wanted to highlight Cody to just say his performance and also that third act saved the film for me. Mm. Um, there's a there's a middle period where it's it's just slow. I mean, this is a slow film. This is yeah. Campion Western. She. She wants to linger in these spaces. It's a beautiful, I mean, you know, it's endless. How Can we read Dunst is not very good in this film? Uh, Dunst, it, her character is kind of a, um, uh, it's hard for an actress to portray all the time. It's hard when everything's wrong. all undercooked. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I didn't feel that way. I mean, I, I felt, I felt the third act and, and, and the switch. I mean, uh, I've, I've polled a lot of people and they don't quite mm-hmm. know the ending or they, mm-hmm. they don't feel quite what I felt right. at the ending. And I think that's what marks is the mystery in it and also why it's a value. I called the switch like 10 minutes in. So that's, I, I think that's a big problem I for me. I didn't. I'm like, yeah. okay, when's the other shoe going to drop? And then there was mm-hmm. no other shoe. Interesting. No, but I, totally I well, there was a point where I was kind of losing it, I would say. And, and then that third act, when it, when it undercut, I thought, well, that was, that was the move and, and it saved the film for me. Hmm. So uh, I, I love Campion's work. I mean, I, I'm a fan of hers. This is, this is a big lush, you know, uh, beautiful film i i always think the the oscars are going to look you know i know they look they looked at broke back you know they looked at broke back mountain uh maybe the, maybe the subject matter would would um either attract them or repulse them in some I way you know is, I mean, it's I'll, best picture i'll, it's I'll best get picture. to it, it i'll get to it too but material. i think i think this is different in in broke back it's covering more than just the gay love story and it's covering i think the passage of trauma that is not dealt with from generation to generation, how that moves from people. And and I don't think it's just 
Yeah, it's we're not, singing it's, to a choir who hates the film. So <laughs> yeah, we got we were. That's my number we're, seven. We're a Lodgecast divided brother, Lucas. <laughs> uh, yeah, my number seven is another documentary. Oh no, shit, man! Called uh, Misha and the Wolves, hmm. and it's about this uh, old German <laughs> ah. lady who's a Holocaust survivor named Misha, wow. and how when she was a child and. Uh, you know, the Nazis were going crazy. Her and her mother, like her mother, I think got killed and she had to like flee into the German forest and like lived in the wild for like months and was basically like adopted or taken in by a pack of wolves. And she would like tell this tale, you know, to people. And one day some woman was like, you should write a book and like, I'll help you get it published or whatever. And so she started doing it. And then, you know, little by little, people start fact checking her story and things don't start adding up. Mm. And then all of a sudden you learn that she's not telling the truth. And it's this very complicated, uh, like story of this woman who, yeah, is like using like the hol- like exploiting the Holocaust, wow. like not denying it, but like, but doing the opposite in such a, like another negative kind of way. It's just mind boggling. There's another movie Misha kind of Wolf. like that where it's about someone who claims to have survived 9-11 like in the towers oh i've heard heard of that one yeah yeah. i forget the name of it yeah i forget it too but i watched it on a plane it was good lucas where is that one yeah where are these uh that one i forget i think that was maybe amazon prime that sounds interesting nice brother zach um so yes i this is my sole documentary on my list Mm -hmm. uh you can probably guess uh this is Jonas poer rasmussen's flea Okay. Um, former child refugee from Afghanistan shares his harrowing story for the first time in 20 years to the director, his former classmate in Copenhagen in Denmark. Um, it's animated to protect his identity and to bring the story to life um, in a documentary that for me uh, has really um, stuck with me in the weeks and uh, since I've seen it. And I think not just personalizing the journey of refugees in general, and the sacrifices that the family members of the refugees make. It's really not just the story of one person, but as a child, the sacrifices of the parents, the brothers, getting the family one at a time, each family member from one country to the purgatory, (sighs) Russia, you know, to Denmark. It's just really puts you in the day-to-day reality of these people. And you can never... um, rest or even think about the future until while the family is still uh, in limbo. And, um, and in the middle of all this, he's going through a personal identity um, struggle as he's realizing um, that he's gay and Mm -hmm. how, despite losing his home and losing his family, um, how will he be accepted um, with who he is? It's really, really powerful. Yeah. And it's unlike um, no other movie I, I saw this year. And uh, really, the the sound, the, really the sound design is, is important to the film too. Yeah. There's such an intimacy to the flat paint animation that they use uh, when they move through spaces with his with his boyfriend and, and whatnot, where the audio is right. It's just kind of like right in your ear and it has this intimacy. Um, and what he's speaking about is things, what he speaks about is things he he can never, he was never able to say before. Yeah. I mean, it's the remember most me, intimate interview you could ever Waltz have. with Bashir. Remember right. that one? Yeah, I, I yeah. know of it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. one in that context. But yeah. the animation, I think, really, really sat beautifully with this you know, documentary. 
Yeah. And I feel like, you know, just, just real, real briefly, especially with what's going on in Ukraine right now, we see like a million people um, running and leaving their home. I think, especially in the States, like we always see these images of refugees and it's always a mass of people. Yeah. And we get like 20,000 people, 50,000 people, hundreds of thousands of people. And I think to see a movie like this, where you, you follow one person and one family, it really hits home what a life is like that has to go through this. Yeah. And and you really realize how privileged and blessed you are to not have to go through this journey um in your life. And you know, anyway, it it was very moving and very uh, eye-opening um just the day-to-day -day reality of 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 this man and and yeah. the a story that he kept secret for so so long. It's very powerful. Yeah, very relevant, very good. Lodgemaster. My number seven was the most energizing and life-affirming movie I saw all year. Yeah. Uh, Lucas noped out of this one. But it Spiral. is... It is Spiral. The, <laughs> you noped out before you even went. It is called In the Heights. Ah. In the Heights, in the Heights, in the Heights. It is a musical. It's just so full of joy, so full of love, so full of light. Uh, it was Lin-Manuel Miranda at his most joyous and infectious and i i gotta give it up in the heights it got me it got yeah. into my bones yeah sure. nancy pelosi's favorite of the year perfect, perfect. perfect. i don't know i'm just guessing i'm just guessing <laughs> it was, it was really That's so, so believable that i took it immediately <laughs> that track i mean it's really it has it's a shame it got bungled to the oscar race it was released just so early people just forgot about it yeah yeah it was yeah it was really i will never forget shout out to brother anthony i know he loved it <laughs> yes all right number up, anthony? six my only doc on the list, The Velvet Underground. Great film. I haven't look, seen it yet. Look, I'm usually lukewarm on rock docs. They're very conventional. But Todd Haynes captures the avant-garde spirit of The Velvet Underground with his experimental use of sound and framing in this Read. film. And uh, I'm a big fan of this band. Yep. And uh, the footage here is absolutely fantastic. They're kind of the original tricksters in a lot of ways. You know, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You know what's cool, Bishki, about this one is that it, it, different from other band docs, this was really, I think he did such a great job of like bringing you into the space of of of, of what this band emerged in, like the scene yeah, the yeah. band emerged in, like the, the whole, whole Andy scene. Warhol factory yeah. thing. Yeah. This was released last year. It wasn't just, yeah, yeah. yeah it's on Apple. It's on Apple, Apple. TV Plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, Todd That's Haynes, great. man, Sounds like, great. yeah, I recommend watching it. Yeah. It really brought back memories of my avant-garde roots in experimental film school. And, uh, that's my number six, uh, two brother, Nathan, number six. Let's see how this, uh, let's see how this <laughs> coin ripples. Okay. Um, I got French dispatch on mm. my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a shame to me that perhaps like Anderson's gorgeous style, you know, I, even I have a problem with 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 a filmmaker who is so so obsessed with style and design that that maybe it squashes out um, the emotion of the piece, or or um, even from Rushmore to you know Budapest, there's 
there's a difference, you know, uh, Rushmore felt like it could still happen in real life. Uh, right, right. Uh, and it's, there's the design that kind of adds to the fantasy and the, and the, and the, the you know, the, the idea of it. But this one, this one is very particular. I mean, a pastiche on the New Yorker. I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot of emotions there. I really responded to the chapter about artists. There's a, um, also called the concrete masterpiece. Mm-hmm. That's um, my favorite one. Too. I think it's a lot of people's favorite, but it was some of my favorite cinema of the year. I mm-hmm. thought it was pitch perfect. It's, uh, Benicio del Toro is a convicted murderer uh in prison and he has a muse and it's lisa doe i mean she's she's gorgeous in this film and she's yeah. um simply the she's a, the prison guard that turns into his muse uh-huh. uh, that just jumped off the screen for me uh and then everything else was a delight as it went so and even in the third act there's a genuine pathos and uh, that is unlike anything anderson's kind of done before so i see a filmmaker getting deeper there all the emotional performance yeah all the emotional and bill murray even i mean there's emotional scenes that that hit every mark that he was trying to do uh this film i i feel this year got kind of buried or or maybe people didn't get the hype it needed or and it was right in the heat of covid too so Mm. people weren't going to see yeah uh but i think it's one of wes's best uh, and and I was surprised that that's this is the one that lingered and it, and it found its way creeping up in the I middle of the too, list. Man. I liked it too. I gotta see it. Yeah, I think people that yeah, see it, see they actually like. Wes it. might be repeating himself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really repeating? I thought this was quite a bit different. For uh, him. I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna say anything more, brother Lucas. He's avoiding conflict. Yeah, I didn't make it. It didn't make my top ten. My number six <laughs> is an Oscar-nominated <laughs> documentary feature, Ascension. Here we go. Ah, is, Ascension uh, nominated docs yeah. for brother nominated. Lucas. Noted. Noted. Which uh, is. Uh, a really well-made like cinema verite uh doc just capturing a time and place which is you know modern day china and and specifically how there's so many cap like cap because of late capitalism how many like jobs are booming and there's like creating this like new middle class essentially and just how everyone is just hustling everyone's just making money and it's just and, and and like there's there's no real agenda it's just like put a camera on and let it roll and then just cut it all together you think this one has a chance of winning the uh, winning this little, uh, i don't think so but it's the nominations like its reward i guess but i look forward yeah. to the filmmaker making other docs because it was it was pretty devastating yeah i enjoyed it it's like baraka you know it's you yeah. know there's no interviews oh, that's great it's just cool. like yeah, it's worth seeing. It's on Paramount Plus. If you need a login, just Paramount. check in with me. Okay, Brother Zach. <laughs> um, I won't belabor on this one too much. Uh, I made a, a voicemail on the LodgeCast episode. This Love is it. Julia Docker now as Titan. There you mm-hmm. go. I will never forget my theatrical experience watching this movie. It is a high wire act of visceral discomfort to being moved to tears and all the while dancing in compassionately told lies that uh, father and quote-unquote son told each other uh, to comfort each other and form a family, um, all the way in between. Vincent Linden deserves the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. It is fucking criminal that they did not even nominate him. It is a delight. It is one of a kind, and I will never, never forget uh, my experience sitting in the theater and it kicked off prestige season for me uh, 
Fantastic. I just film. think, Four of, bones. An- Four I think bones. of another timeline. How cool would have it been if they Tane was burning up the Oscar, you know, like fucking yeah. categories. Just like, like, oh my God, Oscars really saw this and got it right. Uh, uh, that would have been, been so I exciting. Watch, and I would have been will, Team Titan the whole yeah, time. I would prefer I w- Team Titan to Team Power of the Dog. Anyway. Okay, oh, well, man, I will so watch whatever, whatever she directs next. I'm there. I'm in the seat. Same. How could you not be? How yeah. can you She'll not? She'll be directing a Marvel, like Jurassic Park. No, she will off. not. No, she will not. It's HGH injections. Pure gasoline cinema. It's just right into wow. Lodge Masters. Lodge Masters number six. My number six is my first and only documentary. It is a film called Whirly Bird. It is about a husband and wife team hmm. of video journalists that use a helicopter to get their scoops during some of the craziest LA events of the 80s and 90s. Hmm. Lots of twists and turns. Amazing archival footage. Oh, that sounds good. Can't recommend Whoa. it enough. Criminally underseen. Where do you see this? Uh, Amazon, I believe. Okay. Um, it's on Mubi, too. On Mubi. Uh, Mubi. Nightcrawler is one of my favorite all-time films, mm. and this doc scratched that same delicious itch. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, editor Brian Palmer for helping usher this this fantastic film into existence. A uh, huge editorial feat, and I I can't praise it enough. Thank you, brother Brian. Uh, oh wait, it's me. Back to you, number Here five. We go. We're in the five. Guys. La, 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 la. We're in the home stretch. We're in the home stretch. Boom, boom, boom. Benadita. Oh, hell respect, on, man. Respect, Bishki. This this was a this was a close cut man, for me. Yes, yeah. Can we get a T-shirt of Bishki's top ten? No, I'm, I'm right with brother Bishki. Age eighty three. Paul Verhoeven's got some juice left. Oh. Very entertaining, very blasphemous. Wow. Very blasphemous film about the 17th century lesbian nun, Benedita Carlini. Oh oh my God. Great supporting role from Charlotte Rampling. (laughs) Seek it out. Watch it. Paul Verhoeven still got some juice left. Love it. Benedita. Cool Charlotte was burning up the burning up the Oscar. Uh, she was great. Supporting she was great. For Benedita, Num- so great. And, and a great birthday dinner with Brother Lucas. Oh man, that was by a the great way. dinner. Yeah, yeah. great lodge. Four amazing night. All downhill after dinner. All downhill after dinner. I took but, a nap in that movie. I remember, but yeah, yeah I didn't love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll revisit it sometime. But Brother Nathan, what's your number five? Number five. I'm not going to belabor this for you guys. Licorice Pizza is on my list. Mm-hmm. All right, PTA Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy but brilliant. <laughs> uh, a little romp kind of pulled at my heartstrings. I saw it at the right time. I mean, I we we all had a two and a half. Well, we had a three. We had a three bone. We had, a lot of us had three bone. Three yeah. bone first viewing, but it was probably two and a half. Second viewing, it's a strong three bone. Where you saw it again? Yeah, okay. I've seen it twice. Okay. Uh, the whole thing, the Deep Valley, that period captured such stellar production design, costuming. I think. I think the movie. The movie is at its best when it's with uh, the two leads, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, following them is really what this was about. It feels very personal for PTA and it's it's kind of hard. I mean, it's a mess, you know, it's like it's a hangout film. We've all kind of we've all kind of weighed in on that. But to me, it had 
it had this dreamlike quality that was sustained throughout the, the, the entire runtime. There was something like it was coming off the celluloid itself. Uh, there, there's something very special about PTA that he puts in in the batter that we don't see. So there's something about like I'll see a strip of 90 minutes of, of something he creates because sure. that's what he was interested in at that, that, that time. And he's an artist that I like. So he's one of the he's one. Um, of the best. This one is not, you know, what, what's crazy is it's not a really universal. The, they're very specific, ugly kind of people. They're they're you know they're uh, there's a there's a there's a pull to them when you're watching it that is very unique to them. So I think if you don't respond to the I guess the age gap through a few people uh, or just you know they're losers in life and uh, they just kind of met at the same time. Very so that's what this was about. Um, to me, I, I, it was rewarding. I think it'll have rewarding replay value as well. So it it, it it climbs those lists. It's almost in the punch drunk love world of the PTAs, which yeah. I responded to as well. I take them kind of all in. So yeah, I want to watch it again. Licorice pizza. Again. Nathan, right. I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. Love to watch it again. Love, but think about the, how succinct he was and focused he was on punch drunk love. Yeah, think about that. Think about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll great, that. a great Shabbat dinner. Think about, dinner it, scene. about think those amazing transitions. Regardless, the regardless we're going to see, we're gonna see anything created. he does next. Absolutely. Just because it's uh, 100%. Uh, I want to yeah. I want to dabble in that. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. Let's All right. move on. Number, number five, brother Lucas. What doc is up next, Lucas? N numero cinco. You know me, Lodge Master. Still on the doc. <laughs> no, come on. Docs. This, what docs do you this, want? I know. So this doc was actually technically made in 2020 god damn it oh my however god. however Bishke, you're allowing this no no listen brother ben's fault. not but no, i'm here it's not my fault because it did not get a because it of is COVID, your fault they it's didn't release it until fault. like early 2021 what? so i saw this like in january or february of 2021 it's called Some Kind of Heaven. Oh. That was, oh, we, we covered this. that. That was on our, and, that was on our last, list last year. Oh, so last, last, so year. last well, year. I might have to veto it. Might have All right, to veto then it. take it off. Yeah, it's so last year. Bumping up. Great movie. Brother Zach. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie, but it's it last It's last year, 100%. I can't Sorry. See, we follow all the rules and, and we get no accolades. Look, I have compassion, but let him speak his point. Let me just speak my piece. All I know is COVID has like made time a flat circle. So I, I guess, yeah, I, I forgot. We Just for you, already. though. I forgot that. Yeah, my short-term memory is shot. The trauma, I can't form new memories. But some kind of wonderful, survive. some kind of heaven, some kind of heaven. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good It's a good dog. Let's just move on. Yeah, okay, okay. Good. Brother Zach, it's brother really Zach. good. It's a heck. Five, <coughs> Bless number you. five. All right. Uh, number five is the third in Joachim Trier's Oslo series, mm -hmm. The Worst Person in the World. Mm -hmm. Um. I love this filmmaker. I have seen almost every film that he's made. And um, I think this is a crowd pleaser of a film. I think most everyone who sees this loves it. Um, I would say in any other film, a subplot about cancer or pregnancy in the third act would feel cliche, um, but he makes it work. Mm. He makes it feel earned. And I would say this film is brimming with life and ideas and um, it's very much about what happens at a certain age that uh, we've all lived through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> when you keep putting off decisions in your life that if you keep putting off, they'll eventually be made for you. And I feel like he, uh, he captures that limbo land of the 20s into the 30s. And uh, I think he also captures um, 
the millennial and the and the Zoomer generation pretty well. Yeah, as he did in in Oslo, August thirty first. Um, so if you like this one, I would I'd recommend that too. Yeah, I gotta um, go back and see. Worst person in the world, a a, a delight. That's my number five. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Well, I I tried to connect with worst person in the world. Everybody told me to, uh, that I'd love it, and I just couldn't. I couldn't quite get there. How far did you get? Did you watch? I the watched whole the thing? whole thing. Okay. I don't. I don't bail on movies. Okay. Okay. So they come up again. Um. But I will say, to the disappointment of Bishke and to the jubilation of Zach, that my number five choice is Drive My Car. Oh, is yes, sir. impossible to describe this film. And Zach has been just blowing up my phone and all of our phones for as long as I can remember saying, gentlemen, 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 go to the theater. You must sit in the theater. You must face this head on. And whereas I did three not, hours, I did not take that advice. It is three hours long. I saw it at home, no. but I did lock in because I give the same advice with Gaspar Noe movies where I'm like, you need to be held hostage. And when you do that and when you do lock in and you don't look at your phone, you don't, you know, stop to make dinner or whatever, you watch this whole thing. I, I don't even know if enjoyment is the word. I feel like I lived it <laughs> yeah. and I I wake up and I have memories from their lives. <laughs> so it's like when something kind of magical like that happens, it can't really be denied. And it was really fun having Bishke kind of whispering in my ear, like, it ain't all that chief. Yeah, you and doing and, that. And Zach, like, yeah, it's everything. And then the big chips, devil. Chief. Angel and devil on <laughs> the Angel shoulder. And, devil. and I was like, I need to watch this. I need to see this. And it, it got me. It got me. Speaking of Angel and devil, Brother Lucas, did you see this film? I tried watching it. There's no yes. way. There's, no, it. Way. There's no way. There's no way. I made it, way. I, I made it an, no an hour in. And an hour. I, and I was like. So he made it to the opening so, credits. The hour is good. And the hour is good. And I was like, why is this getting all the hype? Like, I don't really. Get what you have is. to just wait till hour. Director uh, Bong, Director Bong Junho, he, he did a great one sentence encapsulation. He said, "The experience of watching this film is like that of a bell ringing and then resonating." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that mm, is totally. What, that's what it's <laughs> like. That, I would that. rather watch Parasite eight to nine times than same. This. Okay. Different strokes. I, different I strokes suspect Fishkey's viewing conditions were a little less than optimal. No, I watched it at the Lemley NoHo 8 oh, wow. with okay. full attention. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to number four. Don't four. look up. I don't know that. Bishy, <laughs> man, you're the only light of the This list down. is buck wild. I man, do. Man, we yeah. need a shirt. It's like we a, need a shirt. <laughs> it's a banana split that never ends. It's just just Bishy's top ten on a shirt. On a t-shirt. Folks, Folks, great t-shirt. Yeah. Great Folks, t-shirt. You saw it on Netflix. On you either loved it or hated it. Yeah, I loved it. It's and great. it's aging better every day. Yeah, I'm with you, Bishy. Adam McKay is apocalyptic black comedy. He's got an all star cast. Mark Rylance should be winning the best supporting actor, in yeah, my opinion. I love them. Love yeah, them. Yeah. And uh, I thought Zach's uh, opinions on it in our hot take were very on point. Our Royal Bless Rumble, you. quote Bless unquote. You, and uh, our Royal Rumble. And it was my favorite Timothy Chalamet performance <laughs> of the year. Whoa. Okay. Don't look up. It's going to live on in infamy. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, for but, the rest, for all of us. But uh, but I uh, I really enjoyed it. That's my number four. Uh, on to Brother respect, Nate's number respect. four. All right. Number four. 
Parallel Mothers. Yeah, yeah, bro. These movies feel so alive. I mean, I'm, I'm so pleased to have a, a Motivar and a Cruz collaboration on my list. I mean, this is these are the filmmakers that we you know wait for. Uh, no stranger to complex plot. He finds another magnificent one here with this mm. dual story of these two mothers that are interlinked. It had had soap opera moments. It had Always. it had mm-hmm. his intense, beautiful color. Every you know, uh, strong female characters, really dynamic uh, problems in these people's lives. The pol- the political, the political and and the emotional always run parallel. I thought it was a perfect blend. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it got too heavy on either. On the ending mm-hmm. is is strong political. It's fun to think about his cinema. He's been honored at the Academy recently uh, uh, just to see all his work and and then have it be here. His stuff with Cruz makes her a better actress. Yeah. Uh, really, really something to see everyone. Volver is one of my, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a sublime viewing that is simply, I wanted to bring with, with parallel mothers, his films feel so alive. I just wanted to bring that experience. When I saw his film, it was just like a bucket of water every time, yeah. every time he's, he, he, you know, he takes such care with his films. So each one is an experience regardless. Yeah. But the the collaborations with her are just sublime. So that is my number four. Number four. Number four for Brother Lucas. Um, I think this is a 2021 okay. release. Okay. We'll uh, see. It's a do- another doc There's series. no way to find out. Literally no way to check <laughs> your work. There's no IMDb in this. I right. mean, I'm pretty sure it's 2021. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's another Netflix docuseries called Sophie, a murder in I West like Cork. Too. I like that. Which yeah. is this like small little town that I think, Brother Nathan, you visited, yeah, very right? Very close Cork. It's Cork in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very this, quiet this place. Poor woman this gets murdered happened. by this creepy guy. And the whole Spoiler fucked up thing alert. is like, yeah. in the documentary, you know it's him. But like, he's the prime they, suspect. Yeah, yeah, but they can't bust him because there's like not enough evidence or something. And it's so crazy. Because he's right there going like, I don't know I would what say, happened. Yeah, the, like, if I did it, this is de- how I'd do like it. Definitely her, her murder is the shocking thing. But his his attitude and his personality <sighs> is what makes it worth watching it's, it's to the it's end totally a, like a mind fuck yeah and it's a beautiful like yeah country. i do like it's just amazing just what you imagine of Ireland. Yeah, yeah it's crazy and i think it's the only murder they've ever had or something it just rocked them you know and it and it, and it is kind of personal it isn't like this danger boogeyman boogeyman but right. so uh, it plays out like a drama murder in west cork i saw that on a plane great plane viewing uh, uh one of the best true crimes you know content of of 20 yeah. 2020 nice number four brother zach number four Parallel Brothers. There you go. Nathan, yes. Parallel Mothers. You guys are syncing up. I love syncing you. Up. Um, I love you, man. God, I love this filmmaker. Is there a more consistent filmmaker than Pedro? I mean, truly. Is there a filmmaker where if you knew nothing about his work and you were just told, new Pedro in theaters, I'm in. Yeah, his name's Tyler Perry. It's an event. Very good. I am in. Tarantino. Say what you want about Tyler Perry. He's not been doing it as long as Pedro. He's consistent, though. But he's consistent. Pedro's been doing this shit since the 80s. I just watched Law of Desire for the first time recently. Blew my fucking socks off. This guy is the man. Yeah. He is such a good director. I mean, he is so unique. He is so delightful. His movies are such a just delicious to watch. Uh, no, um, No American director has figured out how to use Penelope Cruz like Pedro. He makes her, uh, he provides her the platform to be an Oscar winner every time out, I feel like. Yeah, she should win. She is an all-time movie star actress. She has the talent, she has the beauty, she has the charisma. And Pedro is, I think, one of our finest directors. 
And I think this is a story about how the truth cannot stay buried, no matter our reasons or how hard we try to keep it tamped down. And uh, it is, like Brother Nathan said, just a delicious balance between the political and the personal uh, in how these characters try to uncover and to keep cover the truth and the, of their uh, past histories. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's perfect. I mean, words like that delicious sublime, they, they fit the, the, the passion coming off the, the movies, but the parallel mothers, it also, what's so interesting is how they deal with their grief or how they process uh, what life throws at them. That that's just constantly fascinating to watch. Yeah. And it's I such think, exciting material. It's so, I, it's crazy. I think it's really interesting. Also like uh, pain and glory, his last one, which I love with uh, Banderas is like he's in this, he, I feel like his movies are getting more personal and almost less pulpy, but they're still so juicy. They're so juicy. You know, this isn't like- it's by design, yeah. Yeah, like it's not as much as even the movies he did 15 years ago, like Bad Education or Broken Embraces. Uh, there's something more personal and political uh, with, with these films. And yet there's still, he's still got, you know, things that would feel at home in a soap opera, yet he makes them work- uh, in in a art house drama, I mean, it's, it's hard to describe to people after they're not familiar with his work. The whole thing is that it's it's just it's very gripping. He's yeah. He's, All right, Parallel Brothers, Parallel Brothers, Parallel Brothers, we must move on. This is this is. I'm saying yeah, okay, we're moving on. I wouldn't start with Parallel Mothers, but okay. Uh, <laughs> moving right along to Lodge Masters number four. This is a film called Red Rocket. Yes. And everything about this movie and its world is directly up my alley. They're from from the opening in sync sound of bye bye bye. Mm -hmm. I was in. I was in 100%. I can't wait to see this now. I was all the way in. And it's just a it's just a special film. And it's shot on 16 millimeter, which gives Ooh, it just I love that just that right level of grainy grime for this strange story. I uh, it's it's been sticking with me, so it's 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 up there. I I, I want to see it again. Me too. But yeah. um, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this afterglow of my first viewing. I'm so, very glad, Lodge Master, you saw that. I'm very glad. Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, okay, back to me. Number three. Top three, y'all. Top three, Top y'all, three. y'all. Give it to the worst person in the world. Mm, <laughs> nice. Lovely. It's high on your list. Lovely modern Norwegian romance directed by Joachim Trier. That's how you pronounce it. Joachim, I think. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure. I don't know. I went on this site. Okay. Solid performances all around, especially <laughs> Renata Renezva. Pretty sure I'm getting that right. She's a star. She should have been nominated. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. And, and Anderson Danielson Lai. Um, so should he. He's in all of Joachim's films. Yeah, I need to. I need to go oh, back his and, Oslo films. I need to go back and see more of his reprise uh, in, in Oslo, August thirty first. Yeah, I need to see all those films. Well? Oh. Uh, much like the Norwegian documentary, The Painter and the Thief from last year, worst person in the world makes me want to move back to my ancestral home of Norway. I really just love, like, what a magical place to live and love. They utilize and, it beautifully in the movie. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number three. I'm not gonna say any more. But uh, good job, Yo Queen. <laughs> All right, moving on. School. That's what they said on YouTube. Okay, okay, go. Number three. Uh, Number three, Titan. Mm. Uh, this film is not for everyone. Spoiler alert. Big red caution letters. Uh, but this film stayed with me the longest of all the films on my list. 
I kept thinking about this movie. The first act is a brutalization. Uh, the, 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 swing, the swing of the arc of the character, your protagonist. I mean, that, that's, that's really what's on show here is, is how, how, how dicey can you get? I mean, like, I, turned away from the, I turned away from the main character. We yeah. all do. Uh, mm-hmm. The first act is heinous. She's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And then it swings into the, the other realm, the other spectrum of emotions. I mean, the whole swing here. I really enjoy this one. I mean, it's a welcome affront to the male fantasies and like a, a complex rumination of identity and the human body. Uh, there's tons of body horror in here for for people that bu- it bucked everybody. It seems like, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know how I know how all of you feel about this film. It didn't but buck everybody. Coming out of this, I I I I was you know you're brutalized. Your your heart is pulled. I had tears streaming down my face. I mean, it was pure cinema. I mean, Titan is provocative, yes, but I feel like it had a purpose. So it, I think the director has made a delirious new cinematic world. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I I didn't feel anything else like this with another film. So Titan is a strong number three for me. Boom. Brava. Brava. Mm. Very good. Brother uh, Lucas. This is why we go to see movies. <laughs> yeah. My final documentary is Jesus. number three. Whoa. <laughs> oh, um, digging it's, deep in the doc. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. I guess that's what COVID has done to me. I'm like more in tune with real stories or nonfiction for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, it moves me more emotionally at the very least because this next one made me cry. And it's the National Geographic uh, docu-series, The Rescue, about the Thai soccer team of kids that are stuck in this cave. And these like three British scuba divers uh, have to rescue them. And while that sounds easy, bear in mind that the boys are trapped like two miles in this cave tunnel. So to get them out is is just like a harrowing like time, like race against time. And the way I would like pitch it to someone is it's like the uh, the abyss meets Apollo 13, but it's found footage and it's just totally the the adrenaline, the adrenaline of watching it like it just gets to you after a while. And I know Ron Howard is actually making the Hollywood version narrative like version of it. Sounds like a slam dunk. Yeah, it will be. But like it just really knocked me out and I didn't think I was going to be. I mean, I knew a lot about the story and I I knew how it ended, like with everyone surviving. So there's no surprise there. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but no, I really, I really like really landed hard. Yeah, yeah, it really fucking moved me in a way I never thought I would ever feel anything. I think it should be noted it's the the free solo filmmakers. They mm. they find they find incredible uh, drama in this situation. I I was familiar with it, but I kind of like let it go because w- when you start watching it, it's you know it's probably the one film where we all cried this year. I yeah, mean, I know you <laughs> yeah. shed a tear. Yeah, mm. uh, but I like your elevator pitch of it. It's yeah. exactly like Apollo thirteen meets you know. Yeah, it's it is worth watching for sure, brother. Intense, Zach. It's time to go to New Zealand. <laughs> it's time to go to Montana by way of New Zealand. Interesting. We got Jane. We got Sister Jane. Power of the dog. Number. Th- we don't need to go deep. We've already discussed. Yeah. Uh, this is a very dark room for this film. Bad dog. And bad we're dog. in a bad I'm space. I'm sending people. Brother Justin vibes out. <clears throat> no, if people like this movie, we're in trouble. We're in. You we're know, here. here's dismal, the thing. miserable, boring. Anyway. <laughs> Brother Justin's <laughs> criticisms only make me love this <laughs> What about Sam Colin, Elliott? Colin Sam Justin Elliott out. has a Bronco Henry in his past. I am oh, convinced. I am convinced Quite because I am Quite sorry. Claim. Claim. There is no one West. For, for for Sam Elliott to say that, that gay people didn't exist in the Wild West, go fuck yourself. 
Boom. No. Go fuck yourself. That's not my problem. I'll just say for me, incredibly tense. Killer performances by uh, Cody Smith McPhee and Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm -hmm. He's going to win it. And for me, I just think like it really got under my skin. I could hardly breathe in the last act of this movie. Um, I understand that for some people, this is slow. It's not clear enough. I'm not saying that (laughs) on people in this room. There were two people that were kibitzing behind me in the theater and I shushed them. Nice work. Pulled and I like to think that Sister Jane uh, was proud of me. Yeah. She but anyway, I, I would just there. say that that uh, for me, th- this really um, struck uh, home the need to project a certain type of masculinity that is associated with the West. A toughness can be very damaging. And what people keep inside can be passed along in very damaging ways to others. And I think that this movie um, showed that uh, mm-hmm. in, in a very uh, visceral way for me. Um, it is a slow opening hour. Mm-hmm. I didn't love, yeah, like burn. you, like, like you guys, I did not love uh, <laughs> Plemons or Kirsten Dunst in this movie. Yeah. Married um, in real life. That's probably why the Plemons. film. They're starting to look like each other. The, the film and the, <laughs> and the central performances. It's true. Like brother, sister. The film and the central performances. Um, you know, you guys fucked enough. them both up for me now. Now I can't <laughs> no, see them. No, don't, don't keep going. Don't. And anyway, that's, okay. a, that's all I got to say for me. With you. With you. It, it, it was a memorable and unsettling film. And I thought about it for a long time afterwards. Very and cool. Brother Zach, didn't we on a group thread predict that Cody Smith McPhee will play Buster Keaton? In well, the so here was the thing. Mm, not a bad I actually choice. thought he's too tall and lanky, but his face is Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if yeah, you look yeah. at his face, he's mm-hmm. Keaton. Maybe they'll digitally shorten You him. heard it here Keaton's first. He's very, folks. very short, is the only, is I think the, the mm, problem, but he's, his it. face is right. Yeah. Number three, Lodge Master. Lodge Master. Oh, 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 excuse me, guys. Oh, oh. I'm getting some flashes of Zendaya here. Oh! Flashes of Zendaya. It's just fucking Dune. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, listen to the episode. I love it. I fucking love this movie. Love you, man. I've watched it a lot. It's great. Fuck. It's amazing. Fear is the mind killer. Love Dune. That's it. It's going to get so much. Honor this one. There's going to be a second one, but honor this one. So many tech awards. Okay. Number (laughs) two for me is Dune. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. What? Uh, (laughs) Never had a kidding. Fucking trickster. Never had a fucking trickster. Number two is Red Rocket. There you go. If I had the money, I'd love to be making films like Sean Baker. Nice. You know, going to a small town in Texas, scout it out, cast the locals. Uh, yeah, there's some local talent. There's too. some amazing local talent. Like in Florida, I'm watching Pro- it tonight. Like in Florida Project, Sean Baker can make comedy and drama come out of anywhere. Actor Simon Rex plays a super sketchy ex porn star who returns to his hometown of Texas City, Texas. I mean, you hate him, but you can't take your eyes off him. He's and great. this was, I saw it uh, in Beverly Hills with Sean Baker in person. And oh, nice. He gave a great Q&A. And I look forward to Sean Baker's films in the future. Agreed. I think, yeah. uh, I really hope he stays on the path and doesn't shift into Bright any, shining star for any sure. Marvel universes or whatever. But, oh, man. but I really, really 
does that, Ant-Man 3 or yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think <laughs> he's doing a film no, with please, the, no. Eternals He's doing too. a film about drug addiction with the foe up in like Ooh. the Pacific Northwest. So I'm like, hell yeah, that I'm right there. Awesome. So yeah. So yeah, I really, really think he's one of the strongest filmmakers out there. And that's my number two, Red Rocket. Boom. Brother Love Nathan. It. Love it. Number two. I have worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. An almost pitch perfect romantic comedy that flips rom-com tropes effectively and transcends the genre in some way. I mean, uh, I, I, that, what can I add that we haven't, haven't talked about with it? Uh, I was thinking I, there's countless favorite moments. So I'm thinking of the shroom, yeah. the shroom drug trip. Yeah. Which yeah. Rivals man, like Salad dragon. Up it's the, great. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Things that I didn't think they interjected, I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this, like Amelie-style narration, but it worked. It had this heightened reality all throughout, and it held that, and it has a time-freezing scene, you know, for the ages. So it was one of my one of my favorites of the year, and I think it it did touch on our generation in a beautiful way. Anders, yeah. Anders in the third act, especially. Dude, the third, cancer was so real. He, like, he I, has a, I couldn't help but cry. He has a, you know, yeah, he, this terminal cancer at the end is, yeah. is it, it, it feels like just natural in the movie. It doesn't feel like a trick, like you yeah. said before. Yeah. But uh, his, that shot of his, him air drumming too, his, is so magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. His speech about stuff yeah. is is something we should all listen to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah it's I felt like that was speaking directly to our generation actually. it was yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic sure. so that's my number two yeah moving on lucas, lucas. number two i'm gonna stand up for my first narrative movie of the oh, night that is whoa. not a documentary so yeah it deserves a little more uh a little pomp and circumstance a little more acknowledgement is it a short um, no but it's a feature <laughs> And I was thinking, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this movie. It's oh, kind of a weird. It hasn't showed up on the list. It's looking outside, like a stand-up no. comedian. Up no, here. it's like an outside-the-box thing. And maybe Lodgemaster watched it with Lodge Mistress, But this kind of caught me off guard. This was a movie starring Carrie Mulligan and Rafe Fiends called The Dig. I know you mm, I heard this. about this. As, as yes. in the archaeological dig. And it, it's a period drama uh, with a romantic... Slow a slow burn? with romantic <laughs> undertones set in 1939, England, where Carrie Mulligan plays a, a widow right before the start of World War II who inherits this large estate. And she hires Rafe Fiends as um, an archaeologist. He's like a self-taught amateur archaeologist, like a legitimate Indiana Jones, um, but but dapper to like excavate her property. And while doing so, uh, he discovers um, a find like like these rivets from an old ship that was buried there, which might mean there could be royalty or like a past king buried on her property, which kind of creates this whole kind of drama and there's other things that happen along the way. And it was just very well made, perfectly paced. Um, it just kind of tapped into me and, and I was just like riveted. I was just kind of like, I like believe these were real people. I think it was based on a book. Um, they might've been real people come think of it. I'm not sure. Um, but it was just so deftly told and just really, I could like recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. To like my mom or strangers or, on the street. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, three street. bones. It's three bones, three but bones. like, it's oh, definitely like a, it's like a mom movie for sure. Okay. Hmm. Excellent. <laughs> the dig, the dig, the dig. Number two, brother Zach. I have number a two. No, number two here. What What are you feeling? Wait, I can't remember what you've done or not. Okay, go on, go on. <laughs> we're about we're, four we're beers in. Tapes. We're reviewing um, the tapes. Number two is also from a longtime favorite filmmaker of mine from Iran. 
Oscar Farhadi, a hero. Mm-hmm. Farhadi is kind of fascinating to me because he's like the other side of the coin from Almodovar. Almodovar does these films that are like um, continually surprising turns every 15 minutes of the movie, but yep, they're yep. in high pulp. Farhadi is austere naturalism. There's no score. Everything is very real, but it again is a, a hero is just another like uh, a salesman or a separation of his movies where you have these characters who are trying to do the right thing and keep making uh, choices that they think are are morally correct and they get themselves into deeper and deeper trouble. And this movie is also, I think, really interesting in its use of social media and how we pick and choose heroes and villains based on snapshots. And we think we understand the totality of a person based on a snapshot of them. And then how we use that image of that person as a hero or as a villain for our own purposes. And I think this movie is very tense like a number of his other films. And uh, he is a master filmmaker. And I think it's, uh, despite winning two Oscars, is criminally underseen. And uh, I would highly recommend any of his movies. You could start with a hero. It is available on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Lodge Master. Number two. My number two is a film that Brother Zach will never forget. And I will never forgive Brother Zach for not being on that episode in The Edge with Me. <laughs> It was chrome pearls before swine, and that chrome has only gotten shinier. Mm. It is Titan. Oh, mm. Titan again. Burning up the list. Yeah. I don't understand how at least Bishki didn't connect I with this film. I can't believe it. I don't know. I'm on Team Bishki with that one. I don't know. I'm on the same team. I'm on the same team. Brother LT and I had a long conversation on the way home. We're just mm. like, mm. Well, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. Wow. We're feeling it. Provocateur. Speak on it, though. Speak on it. It is, I mean, there's just nothing like it. And it sticks with you. And in our saturated cinematic and television culture right now, if any images break through and stick with you, that's fucking insane. And to have almost a full feature where every moment sticks with you. 100%. Like, yes, you have to laud it. I haven't stopped thinking about this movie. I'm just like, I'm like comforted that it's there and that it yeah. exists. It's it's a high watermark of that genre. And amazing <laughs> also in Titan, there are four dance sequences and each one <laughs> tops the one before it. it and in, 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 in its in memorableness, ways, yeah. in its emotional quality. Yeah, in different ways. But like, I mean, just- There's nothing like it. Just think of the nothing spectrum like of emotions that you feel from beginning to end. I, I mean, cried at the end too. Yeah. That, so yeah, I couldn't I mean, believe- That speaks to the, the medium that, he, that the director is using. You know, it's like- yeah. And and it's such a range. And it bucks the Old Testament bone system because I can't recommend this to anybody. No really. way. Like you go in, you take a ticket, you go by yourself. It is so fucked up. So many walkouts. So and yet walkouts so human and moving at the same time. That's what's so crazy. That's right. The, the tenderest. Yeah. You it's know? very tender. It's so sad. Like um, it, it. Yeah. It's beguiling. And I love films that I have to keep keep really thinking about like what did i see and how does that make me feel and holy shit did i really did they really expose that to film wow 
Yeah. Exposed. Yeah. That's 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 the power of Titan. I think the BFF had the final word on that. Carrying <laughs> <laughs> the Nicholas uh, reference. Okay. Just, yeah, no. Coming not, back to me. Not at all. We're in the very we're in the very last lap, folks. <laughs> Woo! You have come all the way. How are we doing on time? Where are the we? Oscar picks. <laughs> a little, little we? overtime, but not too bad. <laughs> okay. uh, we might get under two hours, folks. You haven't heard of this film tonight yet, but you're going to hear about it now. It, my number one film is The Hand of God. Wow, wow, really? I haven't seen that either. Forget Belfast. <laughs> forget the forgotten. Forget, Everyone, everyone's saying that. Forget Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. This is how you make an autobiographical movie about your youth. I have never seen Apollo Sorrentino film. Really? I, oh. have, I haven't before. Really? Hmm. I'm going to go back and watch them all. Sorrentino borrow, borrows from the best Italian masters: Fellini, Bertolucci, Antonioni. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great performances all around, very richly detailed, gorgeous cinematography, and Naples, Italy looks like the most beautiful place on earth. Bravo, Paolo. You get three bones. <laughs> I will, and I will this, say this. Is this on Netflix? It is, right? It's yeah. on Netflix. The hand of God. You win above three bones. No, it's all three bones this year. This is, uh, this I mean, is a it, challenging year, yeah. but I'm going to go back and watch The Great Beauty. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw his Silver Ber- 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 Bersconi movie or whatever, mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. Seriously, if I you're binging shows, though, The Young Pope is actually some juicy stuff. No, I would like to see that. I would like I would like to see the Sean Penn, like, this must be the place. I want yeah, to see that one's all. a little more of a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see them all. I want to see them all because I was really impressed. <laughs> By uh, the hand of God. Pa- Paolo delivers, I think, one of the dragons of the year in this movie. And I have never seen a loss of virginity scene quite like this. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've and, seen a ton. And you I've seen a lot, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Dear with, listeners, I've seen it all. The old lady with the I old lady it. with the old lady who lives upstairs. Yes. You gotta see it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's I can't uh, wait. also emotional. Also emotional. Yeah. yeah no, I, I loved it through and through. I loved all the actors. Italy. Very much. Nice. I love Italian cinema, so this was like a just a collage of my favorite filmmakers. And do 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 yourself a favor and turn the dubbing off and the subtitles on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because Netflix is just criminal how they go to auto-dubbing. Yeah, and auto-dub- it, I agree. Yeah. No, I didn't do dubbing. No, no. No, of yeah. course not. But I'm just, you know. That's the default on the known. American app. Letting it be yeah. known. Yeah. All right. So we've come Brother to the. Nate, I know <laughs> yeah. what this is. We've come to the number one. Yeah. Like yes. I, sh- I opened my, I opened my heart, you know, and uh, on this cast and said what I, what I wanted about it. But of course my number one is Dune. Mm. Uh, Dune. No other film compares in scope and ambition for me. Uh, endlessly inspiring uh, in my life as an artist or designer, endlessly inspiring well of art that has come out of this design of, of Dune. It is, it is an inspiration. Everybody at their top level. It's exciting for me to have Dune on my list because it's a mainstream filmmaker. So, uh, I mean, he's a mainstream guy, but somehow these these scopic pictures still feel character driven, and it's a tricky, tricky source material. It's so dense story wise. It's so dense with characters, Zendaya. and and he somehow Zendaya made it look flashes. easy. And I got emotional watching this film. I got emotion when when certain reveals happened about characters that I were beloved to me uh, as as a novel in college. Uh, so so to have you guys talk about spice and all that melange, I've talked about all that. To hear that come back again, or fear is the mind killer. Really important, intelligent, um, um, inquisitive stuff uh, that 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 needs to be part of our culture. So to have Dune back, and then the brilliant brilliant director Denis 
and 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 casting the two most beloved beautiful people it was a smart choice everybody saw this film and everybody's going to see part two and once part two comes out i'm very excited once part two comes out and the full vision of dune will be complete because i know he's going to nail the ending i know he's going to do it because no one has yet guys <laughs> this is a remake but it's also ground no one's been able to cover so uh for me it's the most exciting piece of how big it was but how beautiful it was and denis is this a filmmaker that i just i i'm, I'm in love with uh, from from all, everything he's been doing. But the vision, once the complete vision comes out, all I'm going to say is we're going to be chasing after this movie and we're just going to be like, wow, this is just, this is where it should be going. So Dune number one with a bullet yeah, is an inspiration for more rampling, this life more and then later. Yeah. So, more you know, rampling. Yeah. <laughs> but Cheers. I will say I look forward to part two. No matter what I yeah. felt about part Same. one, I look forward Same. to part two. The complete vision will come out and then it'll just be this one expression. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that's how we're going to take then it. Then we'll know... Just be patient. For sure. Good Bishke work. Bishki chose his Chalamet performance of the year. <laughs> Don't look up. <laughs> I agree with that, but I liked uh, I liked him. Fucking liked love him. fingerling potato. But Zendaya. Okay, anyway. Brothers, Moving Brother Lucas. Lucas. Moving to Lucas. All right. So uh, my number again. one. Oh, here we go. It's on his feet. I'm on my feet again. Stand and deliver. This Full is peacock. another narrative uh, film. And I do know that it was... Uh, Mentioned earlier, I think Brother Zach's top 10 uh, mm. was made in 2020, but I swear in my life we didn't talk about it because it didn't come out until early this year. I saw it alone at the Burbank AMC 16, oh. fully vaxxed and boosted. <laughs> yes. And it was Zola. Janet, Zola. Janica, uh, Danica, or Janica. Janixa. Janitska. Janixa. Janixa. Bravo. Bravo. Thank you. And I really wish I was with you all together seeing it because I, I I wanted someone to turn to and like be laughing with and bonding with. And I was completely alone. And the theater was like maybe 60, 70 percent capacity. And it wasn't a Tuesday discount. It was maybe like a Wednesday or Thursday. Um, but it was great because there were people in the audience that were like people's parents or like their mom or something, yeah. you know, and I was thinking, oh, my God, <laughs> I wonder what they're thinking during the salad dragon or this scene or that yes, scene. Yes. But it was just so inventive and funny and like just like every performance was so dialed in and like over the top great that I was just absolutely floored and gobsmacked and highly, highly recommend uh, anyone who's listening to check it out. For yeah, like sure. Maybe the most yeah. criminally underseen, I think of this year for, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how, where it's rating, but like for our group, like uh, so I watched it. I laughed a lot. This is a great, Incredibly entertaining, hilarious. Yeah, on the on the on the, on, on the big screen, wow. it, hit, it hit hard. Wow. Yeah, it was next on my list. It's on oh. Showtime. It was on Showtime. than fiction. Wow, brother Zach, much love. I think I know what you're gonna do oh, now. One hundred percent. We're ready. We bow. Let's go you. to Japan, Zach. Zach's, up. <laughs> Zach's on his feet. Let's Zach's on his feet. For everyone that's on the now fence, we gotta go to Japan, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, we do. We must go yes. to Japan. Drive there. Lodge Japan. We gotta get in the sob. We got to get in the sob. I didn't think a film could rock me or move me like Titan. And then I went to the new art and Mr. Hamaguchi was in the house. He's in the house. He was in the house. Oh, nice. He was in town. This was why we go to the cinema. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry. 40 minutes into the movie, the credits roll? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> that was yeah. crazy. This, yeah. I, through everyone. this through guy's everyone. operating at a different level. Bravo. I mean, this this film got under my skin. It is about the way that we connect and communicate with each other beyond words. The main character is putting on a production of Uncle Vanya in multiple languages. Mm -hmm. 
including sign language, even also. sign language. And the, the ways in which this movie creeps up on you, are you just, you, you never expected, you think you understand it. You think you understand where it's going. And then it just subtly gets under your skin. There is a scene in the saw in the backseat of the sob with one of the young actors oh, in the yeah. theater company where he shares this very personal and intimate and hurtful moment That's with the, the centerpiece director. of the whole thing. It is like time stands still in this scene. It is my favorite scene of the year in every movie I've seen. I can't get it out of my head. It is haunting, it is moving, it is personal. The way the lighting changes on his face at the turn is yeah. incredible. I, I just, this movie is magical. It doesn't make sense why it should work as well as it does. Um, it, it is brilliant. It is a brilliant film based on the work from an iconic author. And I cannot recommend it enough. If you can see it in a theater, I really hope you do because it must be experienced without interruption and distraction because it needs to, you need to allow it to, to get under your skin and to work its magic on you. It is the best film of the year for me. Uh, 110%. I love this movie. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, what was the name of it? Drive my <laughs> car. You did it. Undercut it like that. That hurts, man. <laughs> No, it's from good. Japan. <laughs> from Japan, I'm three hours, Japan. folks. Well spent. The, could you imagine watching the Batman and then drive my car in the same day? Because <laughs> my BFF did drive my Batmobile. Oh, wow! And the BFF sided with me. Yeah, not did. with the Batman. With he drive did. my car. He, he sided did, yeah. with drive my car yeah, as the worthwhile experience. I wouldn't yeah. mind a calling for that. Okay. <laughs> Last and last and last but not least, brother Lodgemaster. <laughs> brother Lodgemaster. Brother Lodgemaster. <laughs> we go from Japan all the way back to the US of A. Yeah. Every year, I reserve my number one spot to ascend a film into the heavy side layer for the Jellicle choice. And my yeah. Jellicle <laughs> choice this year is a movie by a director <laughs> who is so oh, visionary that nearly every scene in this film is a salad dragon and every frame is a crouton. I, uh, I have a feeling. <laughs> Can't wait the filmmaker is a woman. Whoa, okay. No. Named was... Louise Linton. And the film ah, is Me, wow. You, Madness. <laughs> yeah. what? You get a jellical choice. Everybody, Everybody within the sound that of my voice. That was last year? Holy Needs fuck. to see this film. 2021. There is. 2021. It is 2021. Yeah. Boy, it seems like a lifetime ago. It was yeah. a lifetime ago. And it. <laughs> there is nothing you can do to prepare for this. It is a film that plays by its own rules. It is outsider art with a budget. And there is nothing tastier to me than that. And if you don't know how to find this movie, if you can't track it down and you know you know me well, you know, send me an email and I'll point you in the right direction. We'll get you, we'll get you a drop out. I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you hooked up. I'll get you hooked up with a nice hit. Oh. Of but there was no other jellical choice for this year. Nothing even came close. Lodgemaster working hard for Mnuchin's <laughs> sponsorship of the Lodgecast. Steve Mnuchin, listen... I don't agree with probably 100% of who you are and what you stand for, but your wife made a banger of a film <laughs> and you need to keep 
bringing dump trucks full of cash yeah. right up to her window and let her make more movies. Oh, I will yes. I will see anything she makes. <laughs> Pay those 80s music royalties. Pay whatever she is asking, yeah. especially for her soundtrack. Her and Danzig need to hook up. They do. I thought, I thought yeah. Danzig was oh. coming. Nobody had Danzig, which she, I'm a little disappointed. He, Danzig was special. Had, we, he's the only one that could have come anywhere near this Jellicle choice, yeah. but... If Cleopatra had the juice yeah. to fund this film, they would make it. I think. Yeah, That's ladies and gentlemen, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. Louise Linton. <laughs> Again, the film is me, you, madness. That's the taste I want to leave in your mouth tonight. All right, folks, <laughs> That's I the think button. we did it. Fantastic. I think we made it under an hour. I'm sorry, under an, under two hours. Under two hours. So uh, that's. That's that's saying something. Good job, producer Bishke. Look, you did it. I didn't bring my stopwatch. I didn't play anyone out, but everyone got their say. A lot of exciting movies coming up in 2022. <laughs> we finally get to see Top Gun Maverick. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Cheers. Maybe. It's coming in a few months. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, we've been announcing this for three Oscar shows now, so <laughs> we're all gonna get loaded and cry at Top Gun. Yes. Anyone have oh, I know anything, I am. anything want to have anything else to say? Can we Let's do one? Get, can no, we do one it. honorable mention? Everybody? One honorable mention. Just one of the year. I'm, 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 I, that's okay. Like, go for it. Off, go for it. it I got one. I got one. I wanted to do. I didn't do a horror film other than Titan, which is like bloody as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do one beautiful horror film. Say it. <laughs> malignant i wanted to, I wanted ah, to just yeah, get yeah, my yeah. two cents on malignant james wan's movie is crazy man it's the it, this is this is not a com i mean this is a compliment it's deeply and thoroughly stupid yeah yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the more i mean that it makes it more it makes up for all of its little minor missteps but this felt like a B movie injection that only reanimator did before mm -hmm. so i think i, I wanted to i wanted to honor malignant it's just Everyone's got to see that's the horror film. That's my horror film of the year. It didn't make my top 10, but you know, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I had a great time. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a uh, uh, honorable mention to Tina, the documentary about Tina Turner, because oh, yeah. I love her. Okay, that's it. It's great. Uh, I give an honorable mention to uh, Mandibles. Uh, oh, I Mandibles. love uh, Quentin Depew's movies. He operates in a space like no one else. How, and it, uh, Mandible, uh, Depew of, of Deerskin fame. And yeah, uh, yes, how does it compare yes. to Deerskin? Well, Deerskin is is singular, but I yeah, think yeah. this is kind of like his Dumb and Dumber, and okay. it's with a giant fly. <laughs> And it's fantastic. It's a lot That's of fun. That's great to spotlight. It's a that, lot yeah. of fun. Nice. Yeah. LT, you got any honorable? No, I got nothing, man. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, Lodge Master? I'll throw it to Danzig and uh, Death Rider. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Julian Sands. Because you guys brought him up and I felt bad that he wasn't included. So, yeah. All right. Oscars, it. folks. Sunday, March 27th, 2022. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be 5 p.m. Pacific time at Dolby Theater. I'll be rooting for Coda. I hope you root for it as well. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Woo! Good night from Lodge 2.0. Oh, love, love and light, you guys. Light. Dune. 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 Dune.